Hello everybody and welcome to our Frozen Frontier post-game chatter wrap-up Q&A thingy. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Uh, Greg and Sean, long time no see guys. How is I life know. on the other side? It's uh, it's all right. It's good. Uh, I have had time to start my own stuff up and that's pretty cool. Um, I, uh, I've been enjoying kind of getting back into the like DM side of things. Mm -hmm. What about you, Sean? I started a new semester. Um, it's like mostly pretty good. I have one turbo shitty class, but other than that, it's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's about it. I've been, I've been doing schoolwork. I'm on, I'm on Greg's new show. Nice. Uh, and that's about it. That is on Saturdays, right? Saturdays at noon Pacific time. Uh, yes, yes, it is. That sounds right. Mm. Mm, nice. Good. There's certainly nothing else at noon Pacific time I'd there's, rather watch. There's nothing worthwhile no. happening at that hour. <laughs> well, I mean, the flagship show of Neil's channel is on, so I, I don't know how you could miss that. Pretty easily. I mean, Greg, this is <laughs> Greg went into the hardest competition. I thought the flagship show was Frozen Frontier. It's over. It's it done. Definitely shenanigans. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to chat amongst ourselves for a while about whatever we want to talk about. And then at the end, we'll take some questions from the prepared list and maybe some questions directly from chat. So. Um, In case it isn't abundantly clear, uh, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're watching the Q&A version and you're prepared for spoilers, something's wrong with you. You don't hey, need you, know, you need, like, medication. Might as well play it safe. Yeah. <laughs> so does anyone have anything that they want to get off their chest, bitch about each other, How uh, dare you ask kill or reveal? You bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly feel worse about Amelie dying than about Greg and Sean dying. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I think at the time, Neil, I could have could have made the argument that well, William would have not done that, right? It was very much in character. I saw it going bad as it was happening, right? But, but I was like, Grimes is a hundred feet up the mountain. I'm not going to like meta game and like mm -hmm. go running down and I don't know. I also we think it was a left. We left. Yeah, go ahead. I think it was a good moment where you have these like experts who have been doing all this badass stuff for years, finally like traveling with a small civilian and just expecting her to take care of herself and not really realizing she needed your support so much. You know, she um she never would have made it to the end. Let's no, <laughs> like what what on earth would we have done with her if she had survived? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I left her with the kobolds or the giants or something, right? Can I Grimes had enough trouble? dragging william out of that like vacuum <laughs> orb can you imagine him dragging both i would have loved the moment with grimes having to like choose with like Ooh. william getting sucked up Omelie getting sucked up and grimes only has one free hand <laughs> <laughs> who would you have gone for grimes hmm. i don't know i think i probably would have gone for both and gotten all three of us killed oh nice <laughs> That's but uh, would it, is it not true that Amelie would have probably died when the Balam statue exploded in fire? She couldn't have had much health. I don't uh, think Neil would have would have blown her up with. Uh, how much damage did you guys take? Like some, six. I think I took mm. like nine. Nine, with yeah. past saves. Right? Uh, maybe she would have gotten blown up. Maybe you wouldn't have taken her into the temple. Maybe you would have like left her in another room. I don't know. 
maybe she would have been upgraded along with our gear. Yeah. So now, before we get too far into this, you don't think it's worth uh, telling the chat what you've already told Ryan and I, or not? Do you want to sort of call get? Or you should probably at least tell us what we can tell them. Uh, you guys can say whatever you want. There's no embargo on any information. You can, you, you may speak you freely. the right to make it all non-canon at, at will. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I reserve right. the right to shut down this, this government hearing whenever I feel like it. So is that where we want to start? Do we want to start with like a post-campaign theory crafting? Sure. Maybe, maybe we should. Want to do like okay. a retrospective of how it went. How screwed are the giants? Maybe we could they're talk so else. fucked. They're frost giants in a warm area, and they're <laughs> they're gonna die. They're just there's no way to gain HP or health anymore, and they're beyond the reach of their gods, so they're fucked. Nice. Maybe uh, we should all go through and say our favorite moment of the stream. So I should William and Grimes get tons of giant XP. Thanks. So. <laughs> like a whole tribe worth of giant XP. Yeah. I think <laughs> we'll give you that experience next time. To be honest, we should, we should probably get one XP off level. Yeah. That's uh, true. Possible. That's true. Well, um, Nick, why don't you tell us what your favorite moment of the campaign was? Well, I introduced it because I want the time to think, so I think somebody else should have to go first. <laughs> <laughs> you know guys i think we should all castrate ourselves but i don't I, I thought of it so why don't you all go first okay well actually fine i think my favorite moment might have been the last episode just because it was so epic but other than that um I'm trying to I, think about all i've got a funny one i don't know if this came from Frofro, but i really enjoyed the kobold counting Oh, yeah. the, how, how many how many gnolls are there well there's one and one and one and one <laughs> the kobolds were a highlight that's definitely true uh yeah i think maybe my favorite moment was um quitting the giant's hand off when i was about to get thrown off a cliff yeah that's that's cool. either, yeah, 20 yeah. Save. yeah that was pretty solid that's all what about you sean uh i i enjoyed that one scene where william wakes up in the morning and is handling his uh his daily <laughs> ablutions and uh, and kind of looks up to see a giant <laughs> dragon just kind of staring down over him. Oh, yeah. That was that funny. Was good. Yeah, the whole uh, Zaz thing as well was pretty funny. That's what I thought oh, you were gonna uh, say. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember it's a scene where uh, where Nick was like desperately stammering because uh, was was it was it about your wife? Like your wife is probably like cheating on you at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was. Good. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Mm -hmm. Oh. Greg, I'm trying really hard to remember what I said the last time I said what my favorite moment was. <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. Uh, so I guess um, favorite moments. Uh, I, I liked all the interactions with Amelie. I thought that was really fun. I liked yeah. uh, playing the trick on Nick. Uh, <laughs> Specifically, Nick, not William. Um, <laughs> I like playing the trick on William. I thought that was really fun. I liked the, the chances for the characters to kind of, when when we had a down moment. I thought there were a lot of like, fun moments in between mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Rhymes reading letters to people. Um, or, or not reading letters. Not or not reading, reading letters. <laughs> yes, yeah. fine. The requisition forms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was in the first uh, episode. Good. Yeah. I think my favorite Yaramir moment was the it was right before we went entered the tomb where Picasso was. It was the first time that you'd used. It was the first time you did something that like wasn't a spell in the. Tomb. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. And I'm just being blown away, being like, "What? 
But it's happening right now. I think Neil was thinking, Neil, were you thinking the same thing too? Where you're like, what is going on? He's he doesn't have, this isn't, what was the magic you were doing? He was like I, checking just, to see what kind of aura was around the place yeah. or something. He's just well, describing it, his rituals and drawing in the runes. And he just went to, you know, and he, it snuck up on you. Like he just starts describing these mundane actions and you're like, oh no, he's, he's, drawing runes he's making magic sorry he's casting a spell well what, spell slots? <laughs> well what your player like goes on a 10 minute description of something you don't want to be like well that 10 minutes was fucking thrown out the door piece of shit craig moving on like he did well, such a good job you couldn't say no no it was yeah, yeah. it was good it was mm. too good yeah. that was good yeah and then uh, the crimes assassinated the null right after that as well which was awesome yeah, oh, yeah i think that banned him Assassinate turned out to be a very useful skill end game. Mm -hmm. I think they calculated our damage. William did something like 500 damage in that last fight. <laughs> wow. Grimes Christ. did 170, out of which I think 111 were assassinates. Mm -hmm. So, pretty but sweet, pretty sweet. I think we would have got killed by that last fighter without the assassinate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. I think any little thing would have. That, that last fight was like teetering on a razor's edge. Well, I didn't want to bring it up, but. In that last round, I rolled plus three for initiative because I thought we were retreating. But then I actually stayed and fought, so I should have rolled a plus zero, which meant <laughs> I would have acted before the scrag and wouldn't have downed. But wouldn't you have rolled a plus five? No, no. my initiative was zero at the end of the yeah uh, sword grand the mastery okay. and magic sword. Magic and... And... But, you know, it's yeah. alright. If I had I... have done that, it probably would have been me that killed the queen, and then it probably would have been me that failed the dex check. <laughs> or the no. So actually, it saved me. <laughs> maybe maybe to uh bring up amelie again uh, i really liked the amelie grimes circle that popped up in retrospect right like the very first scene of the show was grimes diving into the you know the freezing water to drag uh, amelie mm -hmm. out and then like the towards the end grimes watching her fall to her death mm -hmm. and then we cut it in with that flashback of uh one of the grimes uh one of the grimes flashbacks mm-hmm which one? The the one trying the, to push the push that girl off, off the, the cliff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? That was actually one of my favorite Frofro episodes. Was the Grimes flashback when he's awkwardly trying to push this girl off the cliff, but not really trying, but kind of yeah. trying. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! I was laughing. I was in stitches watching that like a year ago. I remember like <laughs> giggling to myself uproariously at work. <laughs> like I was looking around, like everyone thinks I'm insane. <laughs> yeah. Neil and I role-play awkward teenage love interests far too well. <laughs> you do a little bit. <laughs> no substitute for experience. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, right. do you guys have any specific so. questions for each other or for me? Um, when do we want to do the like post-game theory crafting? Whenever. It... We can do that right now. So now trying... or do we want to do some more? No, let's do it now. Right. Yeah, let's go for it. What's your theory, Ryan? Well, I mean, the big question is what happened after the orb was destroyed, severed, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, everyone gets teleported to Faerun, and that's the beginning of Heart of <laughs> Heroes. Or uh, Heroes Graveyard, of course. Hello. You're admitting it? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, I mean, didn't you guys see Marion was in Hero's Graveyard from, like, the very beginning, like, first or second episode or whatever? 
Same fucking map. Everything's in the same location. Of course, it's the same Wait. fucking. It's a, it's I sequel. can't believe I can't believe the viewers were like, "Oh yeah, he's just accidentally re reusing his map because he's so lazy." Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was that was all a ruse just to keep the suspense up. Of course, yeah, they're so the same. The, the style, yeah, the style the literally the exact same puzzles. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was identical. The whole the. Oh, was, there no, was an attempt to make one of my them. favorite for, for moments was when we came up on a puzzle that Nick had done before and then couldn't fucking remember. <laughs> so, uh, I'll have to rewatch Hero's Graveyard to see how well you played Marion. But uh, Grimes shows up as an NPC in Hero's Graveyard. Yeah. The question is, where's William? Yes. I have an, I have an interesting new theory. Okay. Well, I have a new theory. Oh, he's dead. He died of old age. Wait, Grimes is a, was an NPC oh, in Heroes Graveyard? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But was, William, this, was this when I was on the show, or was this before that? He was a quest uh, giver. Maybe it was before. Uh, I don't remember. Huh. Uh, you might have run into him. named Marion, but he just kind of like showed up in the basement at one point while we killed a bunch of stuff and saved his ass. Yeah, that's the same one. What? Okay. Well, yeah. he helped. They, look, that is not a full canon... <laughs> That's the Sean version of events, Whoa, okay? Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, Destiny's character and my character just obliterated everything that came down the stairs. Okay. You did, you did. Unfortunately, I didn't know what level Grimes would be or any of that stuff, so his uh, Heroes Graveyard character is probably a little underleveled compared to the Marion from Frozen Frontier. And but, role played poorly. Yeah, he should be a level yeah. at least 11. Yeah, piece. but you so, know, uh, that was a year so, and a so, change ago, so I, I didn't know where you were going to end up, and so, we had to make some attempts so old old man william had his life force strained by a by a ghost and the finishing touch which i didn't really think of at the time but over the past week was that potion of strength right we didn't realize it was permanent but that yeah. was like you made you traded that traded your life force for that extra strength for that last fight draining uh, your con to like seven something like uh, that it's 12 thank 12, you okay 12 is not bad mm -hmm. um i'm not sure draining con counts as life force in the same way like you lose hp but it's not it's not years though right right well okay no, so it's not that life force and spiritual force are different things spiritual force would be years life force would be hp yeah. so i've got i've got some questions then so i think there's still some people that think that you're joking about Faeron, but specifically no. do you want to explain what the orb was neil and sure. how it was able to do that so let's talk about the war in caldonia before everything froze over um, humans and elves, or scrags, fighting for a long time. The elves end up creating this uh, orb that helps conjure things, and it's like semi-sentient, or sort of sentient, but controlled by the elf queen woman. Uh, and they use that to summon and teleport things, and like uses, um, how do you want to say, like uh, inter interdimensional calling and recalling and like positioning. So it's sort of like a, a conjuring via summoning and teleportation. <clears throat> And as everything's going to hell, the orb sort of freaks out. And uh, once the queen is dead, as finally able to give its control itself again for the first time in a couple thousand years. Uh, and it kind of performs a, what did they call it from Macross? Like emergency temporal shift or something like that. I don't know what the fuck to call it. But as it realizes it's dying and everything's getting fucked up, it, it sort of tries to escape and teleports itself in the island. Uh, to a different place. So I've got some questions of that. If we are in Faerun, and my does my sword now not work in Faerun, considering Balam's not there? Or 
Uh, that is probably too specific of a question because Heroes Graveyard mm. was in Feyrun for like technical reasons that I needed a show set in Feyrun. So I don't know how the two are really connected. I you think know, they're, would... they're definitely not like there's not going to be transportation back and forth. This is probably like the only time that we'll ever see. That's like the classic question that in. you ask your DM when you change campaigns, right? It's like, yeah. here's my here's my level 10 warrior. Can I bring over all this cool <laughs> magic loot? And then the DM goes down your character sheet. Like, no, you cannot keep your plus five Vorpal sword. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I want my plus five Vorpal sword. Yeah. It's so I'm, I might have missed this then, but that means no winter gods. No winter gods. They're winter much. gods are a fucking lie. They're, they don't they're exist. Okay? They're, to they're totally a thing. And <laughs> have I ever lied to you? Huh? Awesome power. Have I ever lied to you guys? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched the latest uh, Akuban Knights, but I thought I think I saw in the Discord or something someone mentioned Malchus is back in the sky. Was that was that a thing that was confirmed? That was a thing that was confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, Malchus is back, but they're they're still. Guess Van Helsing and Malachi already got to work. Yeah, you guys kind of exposed what he was doing and the other gods behind the scenes. Like, where the fuck did Malchus go? Malchus, <laughs> get over here! What are you doing in the Shadow Realm? You know we're not supposed to go there. And he's like, all right, fine, I'll come back. Uh, so so that actually worked. Like we did actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he fucked up. Voice of Martha, right there. Right. Wait, <laughs> I like the idea of Van Helsing and Malachi fucking everything up. Well, okay, sorry, Malachi fucking everything up royally by leaving the door open. You mean it's all his <laughs> Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Let's just keep passing the buck. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say we blame Kane. It was clearly his fault. Yeah. Since um, since you've essentially killed our characters in a way, right? Because there's no coming back for them. Would it have been possible for it to turn out differently, or was William destined to never ever return to his family? No, it totally was possible for it to turn out differently. So, yeah, what so would we have had to have done? I don't know. Keep the wizard alive. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't have like the threat. I don't have like a crazy room in my house with yarn threads going from plot point <laughs> to plot point, being like, and if they do this, then this thread will wobble and it'll make them go here. I don't. If you but had found it, a way to solve the problems, honestly. it would have worked. Could we have yeah. destroyed the orb before it <laughs> teleported us? I actually appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you could have. You could have broke the orb on the spot. That might have worked. I don't know. Okay. I mean, we we figure these things out yeah. as they come up. So. Yeah. It's, I mean, actually, you could make it back because the island teleported back at the end of Heroes Graveyard. So as long as he didn't die in the events of Heroes Graveyard, he'd be fine. Does it go back to Arcadia, though, or does it go somewhere else? I don't know where it goes. Um, you <laughs> Maybe it'll come back to Arcadia. Arcadia. That sounds like such a dope like introduction to like a higher-level D&D campaign. Like, we live on a <laughs> teleporting island that ends up in different planes every couple of years. <laughs> and we just want to go around home, man. And fight aliens with ray guns and shit. <laughs> that would be Welcome to Sliders, the D&D campaign. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be the point where you want to look into... Uh... Oh, God, what was it called? What was that weird like sci-fi fantasy... D&D &D setting. Oh. You know what I'm talking about, right? The one yeah, where you like yeah, rode yeah. on the like the rivers in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rivers of Flogiston. Oh, God, what was it called? It's not know. called Star. Chat my lettuce. Spelljammer, Spelljammer. Spelljammer, yes. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> was this a 2E setting? Yeah, it mm -hmm. was a second edition setting. Or I don't know if it was second edition or if it was earlier, but it was um like a weird sci-fi D&D &D setting, sort of. Except instead of sci-fi, all of the space elements were very fantasized. Mm -hmm. You had, like flying magic ships and shit. Super sweet. Yeah, I've also had a chance really to play cool. in one Spelljammer campaign, but it is highly recommended. Very yeah. fun. 
it's one of those really big cult hits as a, mm -hmm. as a setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, Caldonia is, it's gone. It's no it, longer uh, it's available gone for, for Arcadian adventures to visit. Correct. Yeah. Not past the year 15. What about the Elf Island? Did that get teleported with it? The Elf Island? Remember the Anatomy Island where they the all the elves Oh, the Zeraton. Yeah, no, that thing's chill. That's fine. That's oh, just got a bunch Zeraton. of like. Yeah, it's just a Zeraton. Yeah, yeah of course it's a Zeraton. I mean, yeah. I tried to obfuscate it. Uh, temporarily. The they, yeah, they'll use it to get from place to place, but they don't yeah. live on the Zeraton. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sean, what do you think that Faris would have done when we found the truth about the Strikes? Oh, that would have been so would fun. I was kept killing and eating them. I don't know. I So I, I think Faris was. I, I don't think he was ever going to get to Silvis, and if he did, I don't think he ever would have been really happy there. I don't think he really belonged anywhere was part of the thing, right? Mm. And I think he kind of uh, romanticized the elves a little bit because the humans in his lives ha had been so terrible. Uh, but I don't think the elves would have been a drastic improvement for him. And how would you react to finding out the Scrags are elves? Uh, I mean, I, I guess it's not that surprising. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't and have been as... How would you react to finding... Out the scrags are your ancestors. That would have been pretty cool. I mean, he like okay, the the eating thing is a joke. He still would have done it because I mean that's kind of consistent with Paris's whole belief system that the body mm -hmm. is relevant. Blah blah blah. But um, I don't know. I I don't think it would have like changed his allegiances or anything. Yeah, I really like oh the God. that. Would I really like the portrayal of elves in this campaign. So props to both Sean and Neil for putting that all together. And I feel like that Ferris as a character and the scrags as like our arch enemies i i don't know it's a really nice i don't know I, if ferris had survived that bit there there definitely would have been an opportunity for him to switch sides like a come with us child of ours you know you know Are i don't think that would have yeah i don't I, think I, I i really don't i i think ferris kind of I don't know. Like, you know, when you're kind of going on that quest to like, I'm going to go to the magical land of the elves and it's going to be great. And you know, it's a doomed quest and it's never going to work out, but you're just doing it anyways. Cause it's something to hope for. I, I don't think he was going to switch allegiances for the Scrags. Okay. Did he, did Ferris have any living ancestors? Like we had that like list of all the Scrags. Uh, I assume names so. and blah, blah, blah. Would we have found Ferris's like uncle in there? Um, It's possible. I thought heavily on that and I wasn't sure which way to go with it. And then Ferris died, and so I was like, oh, I don't have to solve that problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Yarmir, then? There was certainly some cryptic answers that Greg got to some of his um, mushroom shenanigans. <laughs> so, so is Yarmir a uh, construct? A flesh yeah, golem uh, and, teleported and an to, the, to the future? Malgum is the word I was using, not quite a construct, because it's not like they, they stitched him together and then and yeah, beat him with a magic. Mag yeah. A magic construct. Was, um, yeah. was he like immaculately conceived then? Like, did they like send him to some future? They didn't intend to send him to a future. It was more of like, we're trying to build like the ultimate warrior to defeat the Scrags finally. But like, while they're doing that, the everything's freezing over and their magic gets all fucked up because there's too much shit going on. And rather than creating like the ultimate spellcaster to finally destroy the Scrags, it gets fucked up and he like doesn't appear for 1500 years. And it's like, whoops. Were they you trying know? to birth him at the time? Like that mm -hmm. was still the ritual was to like create a baby that's going to grow up to be the. Yeah, that was like the, the final plan. We will create the ultimate mage to destroy the Scrags. And 
It will be Yarmir, and we're going to imbue him with all of these abilities from all these people who helped create him. So that's why, like, there were specific spells from specific people. And there's that dude mm. in the dungeon with these robes that had all the spell components for all the spells that you would need later in your life because they knew what spells you were going to get, and they were trying to, like, what, ready what for What about you. all those bodies in the Temple of Belthara? Were those sacrifices, or were Which they ones? just fallen dead? The Temple of Belthara had just piles and piles. Oh, those uh, those were the bodies of the people who died to Scrags, the civilians okay, they, who died to Scrags, okay. specifically. Part of me was wondering if it was some sort of ritual sacrifice to mm -hmm. create Yaramir, but no. Because totally that's where he got his robe and his blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. The Temple of Bellum was filled with people who died fighting Scrags, like warriors. Temple of Belthara mm -hmm. was filled with people who were murdered by Scrags, like innocent civilians. So William's interpretation that it was like a battle between Belthar and Bellum, that was wrong. Because it seems like the humans were worshipping both sides of that coin, and maybe the Scrags were as well, since yeah. they had yeah. a, a, a yeah. shrine to why was there um, the why was the fascination with those two gods in particular on Caldonia? Do they have greater power there, or was it just? I think they're just most relevant to the shit that was going down, right? Yeah, most Vengeance relevant. War. It was a yeah. rough time. Yeah, but both sides worship both gods. It sounds like right because yeah. initially right. it seemed to us like we Bellum versus Balthara. Well, it's... and then at the end, like the Knolls were looking at Grimes with terror, like being like, "You are Balthara." Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah it I mean, was... Because monotheism isn't really a thing in this world, is it? Definitely not, no. Yeah, everyone, even even the clerics worship all the other gods. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, did you guys ever watch Rome, that HBO show? There's a scene in it where one of the wives is, like, going to a temple and, like, cursing somebody and, like, carving into this metal plate and sacrificing this bull. And I imagine the gods a lot like that, where, like, when you're pissed and you want vengeance, you go to the Temple of Vengeance and, like, you pray for vengeance. And when you're happy you go to the temple of nerul and like pray for happy hearth and home and everything like that so you you kind of use them all but war and vengeance was a, a very heavy theme in caldonia um, the yeah. whole time so we've talked ferris and yaramir i have a grimes question mm -hmm. what's the deal with that ring the ring of comprehend languages it's a ring of comprehend languages what do you mean yeah like where'd you get it yeah, right? Like, ah, so, huh. I mean, yeah. So that was something that we never quite answered. I think we meant to answer that in the backstory. And it didn't happen. We didn't, didn't get happen. to it. I mean, so, yeah. So I, I think the family said Grimes spoke, like, to Solwick to steal this for them. And Grimes was like, what he stole from uh, yeah. from, Queen, from Princess Ella. Oh, so that's what you stole from the tower. Yeah, so you, like, you I, climb so in the tower and steal it. Out now. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so to bring the viewers and the rest of the cast, and I mean, I've known since the first session that I was going to have that comprehend languages ring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was Neil was like, I think my thief is underpowered. Plus, I also want you guys to be able to interact with uh, all the yeah, with all, the all these mom. monsters. So I'm going to start you with this ring of comprehend languages. And we didn't really know what the backstory was on it, and we were like, we'll figure it out in the flashbacks, and we never figured it out in the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, and I was really expecting the party to confront grimes on it more directly but you mm -hmm. guys kept like like nick kept like totally like i didn't yeah i think maybe you got what to do with it and william was yeah. too non-confrontational and then yarmir <laughs> probably didn't care well, i didn't want to be seen to be metagaming right mm -hmm. i, did, I didn't want to but at the end it was like metagaming to not bring it up because we just didn't know <laughs> i don't know it was yeah. so i have to assume that the fact that Princess Stella had that ring wasn't common knowledge, because otherwise things would have gone a lot differently if William would have known that Princess Stella had a ring of comprehend languages. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what loot the princess has. She's got a bunch of shit. 
Yeah. I feel yeah. like Nick believes William is a lot closer to the princess than William. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, one, the- one more thing on the, on the ring. that I, So I was expecting it to come up in like the first act, like William to confront Grimes about it and have to have a discussion. So I had been like prepping a <laughs> uh, Christopher Walken-esque Pulp Fiction like <laughs> I don't know what I did for this ring. <laughs> Put it in my ass. Do you want me to watch it? No, no. It's the moment the moment has passed. Anyways. Scylla also has a plus three suit of ugliness now. Oh, that's right. Fair. I loved that. I, the magic items in this campaign were really good. I loved the demon mask. That thing was awesome. Yeah. And that the leather armor, the, that it was the ugliness was yeah. The, yeah. It's shame not a single enemy failed their save against that mask. I know that was so did. disappointing. A bunch did. No, we had a whole did bunch. They? Do it. they did. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Nothing yeah, that really were, mattered. A lot yeah. of things passed, but yeah, a lot of things because for most part, like we didn't I, fight super weak creatures. For yeah, I think we. I think you probably skipped a lot of low level encounters by that point, and mm-hmm. the mask was one good justification for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is now a good time to go through magic items? Yeah. Wait, I've got a question on the mask since we're talking about it. I thought about yeah. this in the final battle. If we'd have still had the mask nail, right, and I'd have put it on the statue of Bellum in the last room with the Scrags, would it have come to life and helped us? No. <laughs> I, it, that was not your plan to animate the statue of Valthara, was it? You were just so pissed no, it wasn't, for yeah, monkeying all of your shit. But in hindsight, oh, you mean nail's plan, sorry. Yeah, I don't, you didn't, that was never planned, right, to have the statue of Belthara be a trap that would get animated. You were just like, as Belthara, I'm pretty pissed at you guys right now, so I'm going to send some divine intervention to get you back on track. Oh, I was typing to chat. Um, I was. I thought you guys were talking to each other. I was asking, yeah, I was talk, asking you a okay, question. Good. Or Nick was as well. That yeah, was I, savage, Neil. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. the statue, is that a, a, a property of the mask, or was that just uh, I feel like I got to defend my what we were doing at the time? Uh, animating the statue? Like yeah. Animating Valthara? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was just because you were being a dick. Yeah, that's okay, yeah. 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 Pretty much what I said, yeah. Yeah, that's what Ryan said, okay. Stroke of divine intervention to... So it wasn't a mask of animation then? Like, no. I was wondering, it, was, it was on the bone dragon, right? So I was wondering if they had a dragon skeleton and then they, the mask was like, what, made it alive? Uh, more of like... How do you say undead created by being restless and angry and that sort of thing, and that magic item happened to be nearby, and so like this yeah. sort of Draco Lich Golemy thingy arises and finds the mask and like right yeah, yeah 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 okay cool yeah what was the deal with the skull did it have any properties other than no it was light? it was like some wizard skull that he enchanted to be like a light so he could study his notes by and it was just like yeah. a cool glowing skull yeah wizards cool. like skulls. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a sweet thing to have around. I would like a glowing skull on my desk if I could get one. Yeah. I'd have nightmares we... for you, like, ever. <laughs> we... uh, what about the hawk feet? Oh, if oh, you yeah. throw them at a target, an ethereal hawk forms and attacks the target, we'll dive bomb it for multiple rounds until you recall it. Oh. How, how strong was it? Uh, I would have to look it up, but not super strong, but strong enough to, like, interrupt spellcasters. And piss people off and just like be irritating. <laughs> to be fair, a light breeze interrupts spellcasters. <laughs> what, about, what about the ring of rings? The, the Each one of those was a ring of protection. Oh, Wait, so yeah. Wait, did you fuck the light? Uh, most of the time I did. Sometimes I forgot about it. God damn it. How, what, how much protection was it? Each one was plus one. Could he have worn all ten? 
You no, you can only war two. Time. One, one on each hand, yeah. Yep. Holy that shit. Would... 27 AC. Yeah, I played, I a, I played an two. RPG at one point, I remember, that let you wear up to eight rings, one on each finger. And it was one of the <laughs> coolest shit. things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The thumb rings? I really wish I'd have been given the chance to socket a magic item into somebody. I think that'd have been dope. I was so on board with you creating a permanent holster in Grimes for the faceplate. Yes. Like Grimes that, was I not would, down. I was I down. Was if you could awesome. pass like a med check, it would have happened. I would have. I feel like if I could have identified rings of protection, I feel like William would have been down to get that shit socketed into him. I feel like I could have gotten William with like rings all over the place. <laughs> He'd have been a walking like a nose ring. Oh my god. <laughs> Mm. What, like, about, what about when I, I like Yaramir... piercings like nose ring, lip ring? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <For extra. laughs> uh, what about when Yaramir was planning to like pour the ice elemental into my soul to sort of like restore oh. years? Was that gonna would work? That have, that... have gone down? No, that wasn't gonna work. Would well, not in that good. respect, but would you have been okay with imbuing William with the soul of an ice element? <laughs> it you wouldn't have restored powers. his youth. No, we might, might be have... able to enchant William with an ice elemental and get like you know, undead Walker William or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, glad I didn't go through that. I mean, for a second, we had that ice zombie. No, yeah, that yeah. was cool. The armor and Ferris died. What was his name? He, didn't you name remember. him? I named him, but I didn't get a chance to grow attached to him, so it's already gone. Yeah, yeah. all I yeah. remember was the uh, the snowman. And, mm, uh, riding around on the snowman in the blizzards, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Are there any other magic items on the list that we want to uh, get identified? Oh, there definitely was. Hang on. What, did the line shield do anything other than just be a plus two shield? Nope, just plus two to AC. Okay. What else? Was that, was that fiery burning potion the one that we didn't identify? I don't know what ones you didn't identify. You need to it was like... The frothing it was like, crimson, yeah, right? Yes. I think so. Isn't that... Didn't you... No, the frothing crimson was the strength potion, wasn't it? No, no. Then tell us which one we don't know. I'm looking tell us I'm which one we didn't actually drink. It I'm was opening frothing, my notepad. frothing, crimson, and warm. All right. Potion. List of potions. Frothing, crimson, and... Oh, no, that's a berserker potion. The oh. drinker becomes immune to fear, gains a plus two to hit, and a plus one to damage with melee weapons, as well as a penalty of two to AC. You can't cast spells... And you have penalties to disadvantage, uh, to stealth. I'm sorry. Last for 10 minutes. Wouldn't hmm. have made a huge difference. Yeah. I, th I think the campaign would have ended so much faster if Yarmir and Ferris had survived that fight. Like, we were like a couple encounters from the end. With a full party, I think we would have just stomped it all the way to the Scrag Queen. We probably mm -hmm. could have. It was like, mostly just... Yarmir would have identified all our magic items. We would have been like, holy shit. We probably wouldn't have blown up the, the uh, volcano. Mm -hmm. Everything would have been so much smoother. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there weren't any mistakes. Like we won, we survived by the skin of our teeth. There was, I feel like there was, other than getting better rolls, there was not a way to save Yarmir yeah. Harris in that fight. That um, was a tough battle. That was a major turning point. I think the Bellum Shrine. One mm -hmm. was there of any way of getting the final reward without basically looting the Scrag's armory and using all of that gear to do it. Yeah, how did that shrine work? The magic item upgrades? Did you have a me mechanized thing, or were you just kind of playing it by ear? I was just winging it, going with my gut, doing what felt right. So if, if Yarrow and Faris had still been alive, what would they have got? I don't know. <laughs> okay. They weren't, so I didn't have to think about it. Yeah. Honestly, okay. So there wasn't something you planned to 
I, yeah, I don't think it. Ferris was like, going to sacrifice much. Yeah, he's not, he's not a holy man. Mm-hmm. Yarmir already got his like final upgrade. Yeah. Right? He got the robe and the uh, staff, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe Ferris would have like peed on the statue, and Bellum would have been like, "I respect your courage and given him <laughs> or something." Okay. You're in a fire. You pee fire everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Okay, that could have got D6 extra damage on both your swords. Like, <laughs> okay, Neil, did you find the potions? Oh, yeah, I've got said Berserker. Okay, yeah. um, I've got a few more to run by you. Uh, the beacon ring that Grimes had was I just giving our position away to the Scrags constantly? Uh, no, it was a <laughs> ring that the old Caledonians had used to track their youngest princess. So they there was like, no lose use for it or no reason that it was spared by Bellum. Nope. Actually, maybe it wasn't spared by Bell. I don't think right. it was spared. spared no, it by wasn't. Yeah. Um, what did those throwing knives do that I didn't hit? Oh, with? throwing knives of disarming. If you hit someone, it forces them to drop oh. their weapons. What? <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's fucking oh, bomb, that's a man. Item. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, what about, you know, the, the burnt books in the library? I assume that was the Scrugs. Why did they choose those specific books to burn? The, uh, let's. They were. I got. Go ahead, Greg. I got the impression they didn't burn specific books so much as they just like burned a whole bunch of books. It looks specific, as they like had a random. They had a sampling of books that had been burned. They didn't just like grab a giant chunk. Yeah, there was some specific specificity to it. Uh, Books that were about like histories and scrags. You know, they like pull through the library and they pull up a book that's like the history of the evil scrag bitch. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck this thing. We're gonna burn this book, you know. So <laughs> it's not, right, okay. sort really of like relevant text. Like, yeah. I, I think that the author of that was was clearly scholar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's you know revisionist history uh, with the scrags burning those books. It, when we were reading the history, um, relations were okay between the humans and the elves, and then it seemingly went sour overnight, and there was no specific incident that caused it. At least in the humans' perspective, did something actually mm. happen that the humans didn't record? Not really. So let me bring up my timeline and we can answer some real questions regarding what the fuck went down. Uh, So I'm going to year zero is going to be when the first humans arrive in Caledonia. So year zero, first humans show up. Uh, There are about 8,800 scrags living in Caledonia in harmony with the world and their populations level and they've got full reign over everything. And elves live, you know, like a thousand years or something. So they see these humans show up and they welcome them. They're having a good time. The elves get together once every like five or ten years to like have a meeting and discuss things. Um, And after like a hundred years, so that's like ten meetings of the elves, like ten elven years basically, the humans wildly outnumber the elves. They like outnumber them at a two to one ratio. And the elves are like, holy shit. Where the fuck did all these people come from? Like all of like, there's so many humans all of a sudden. What the fuck is happening? Maybe we shouldn't help them survive. Like let's pull back and not like continue to help them flourish because now they outnumber us and they're like, this is our home. These are visitors. Um, and then you know, some 50 years later, they they've tried to like stop helping the humans and it's not working. And they've tried to like outright tell the humans to go home because this is our home. But you know, we're here. Please, please leave. But it's been 130 years. It's Many generations of humans have grown up in Caledonia, so the humans are all like, fuck you, Scrags, this is our home. I was born here, my grandfather was born here, his father was born here. Like, you can't tell us to leave. 
And so the elves, seeing that their homeland is being overpopulated with this like invasive species and their forest being destroyed for these people, start panicking and like try and they burn the the castle to the ground because for elves who live in trees, like burning someone's home is like a, of a particular level of insult. To the humans, it's just random destruction, but to the elves whose homes are made from trees that they craft over hundreds of years, that's like a big fucking deal. And then humans don't want to leave, the elves want them to leave, but the humans are now already outnumber them. And when they're not in forests, the humans have badass cavalry and the elves don't really compare to that because they do like teleporting between trees. So they don't really, cavalry doesn't work for them for their methods of transportation. And so the elves can never really take out the humans because there's so many of them and they've got such good cavalry and like static defenses. And the el humans can't ever take out the elves because they've got such good cover and ability to hide and move and hit multiple places at once. And so it's just sort of like this war where no side can ever really get an advantage. And it's the same elves that were there when the humans first showed up for the entire war. And they're like, numbers keep thinning, but they keep gaining power and like gaining levels. So they're all like max level by the end and all the scrags are specifically known by name and like detailed by their scars and features and who they are and what they've done and it uh it's just one of those impossible situations where both sides perspective holds a lot of weight could they actually teleport from tree to tree or was it just that one tree in the deadwood that they could teleport specific to? specific trees to trees yeah how did that teleportation there work in the deadwood could we have ever harnessed it for ourselves Yaromir might have been able to eventually, maybe. Uh, I didn't have a methodology worked out for you. I was just like, well, it's scrag magic. That's just something they do. It's an yeah. hour built in there somewhere. I don't know how it fucking works. So they, they, did they have to go like from a specific place to there? Or yeah, yeah. could they go from anywhere to that no, tree? No, no, no. There's like specific portals that work together, like a Nidus network of trees. Was that all the living was... trees or are those just getting replanted? The living trees were the acts of the druids trying to like replant Caledonia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there was all the deadwoods, was there? Uh, those, most of them got burned down by the humans and had been like destroyed. That one had got quarantined because the, what say, because those trees had been enchanted to like fight back against the humans. Right. Okay. The so other was... ones were like teleportation trees without any tree defenses nearby. Was there anything to, to the, like, were we meant to burn down the Deadwood and defeat some final boss down in there? Or was that such a thing as meant to, Ryan? It's an adventure I mean, that, that you was, fulfill that was yourself, an option, right? Man. There was yeah. like a, is that what you had intended there? It being a possible monster to fight at the center of the forest? No. Was there any I, treasure? No, there's no treasure. It was just a feature of the landscape. One of those things to yeah. discover and puzzle over. Hmm. Um. I've Why just posted the, uh... Yarmir's full spell list in Twitch oh, chat. Nice. Here it is again. Sweet. Including the ones like the... Yeah, this is my Can't notes see. for his spell list. Mm, my, yeah. my full um, notes. Did we... So jumping back to magic items for a second, um, were there any that we missed that you wanted to introduce? Or did we sacrifice any that had interesting properties? Ooh, I do believe some got sacrificed that were interesting. Let me see if I can find my notes on them. Oh, and there must have been some cool stuff in the armory that we just didn't get either. Dust of Appearance, Horn of Blasting, Gem of True Seeing, Amulet Reduction, Potions of Extra Healing, Fire Breath, Grease, Berserk, Invisibility, Gaseous Form, Hammer of Silence, Arrows of Flying that had just five times the range, Knives of Disarming, Short Sword of Jexel, 
plate mail that won't fit William. I have noted specifically. It's <laughs> a dick move, but I like it. Uh, potions of strength of constitution, same thing. Get plus three to con, minus three to random other stat. Potion huh. of reduction, potion of feather fall, potion of water breathing, potion of infravision. Um, hawk talons which summons a phantom hawk that attacks enemies in the area. One attack per round. Guaranteed hit. 2d4 damage. Wow. Hawk is ethereal. Has 0 HP and 16 AC, so any blow will hit it. Um, after 10 rounds, or if it's killed, it'll vanish, and the talons will fall wherever it was, and it can only be summoned once per day. So that's why it disappeared when I touched it with the target, because it's got 0 health. 0 health, yeah. Um, let's keep scrolling more magic items so it looks from yaramir's spell list that he was going to get sending which meant that if he'd have got that we could have sent a message back to the mainland of yaramir yeah, he's also got contact of the plane mm -hmm. yeah got all sorts of good teleport shit. wow you got some some solid level five spells mm -hmm. and i mean that would have been interesting yeah, yeah. well <laughs> yeah um i don't know yeah so why did the Scrags not attack? Like, why didn't they just, like, turn up day one and kill us all? Well, first of all, they didn't know you were there day one, right? They're chilling down south doing their thing, and you guys showed up on the north, and then as you're coming down, they're like... And once they start realizing that you're here, it's more of, like, an observational what the fuck is going on. We've been here by ourselves for 1,500 years. Let's keep an eye on things. And elves are long-lived and slow to react and after 1500 years of nothing being here they just like observed you for a little while because they've been chilling for so long but like mm -hmm. let's observe them for a year or two and see what they do and get to learn them all that like missing time was i, I had a combination of spells and i asked you guys to make me saving throws <laughs> off screen one time um and then i used those as like the results of how it would go but they appear uh they ambush Hold person, mind read, and then cast forget on you so you forget what it is. And then they fuck off and go talk with the other people. And you guys rolled the nice combination so that you... Some of you passed your save versus mind read and then failed your save versus forget. So they didn't get any information from you, but you didn't remember what it was. Mm. Um, I, uh, go I remember when you had to see the saves off screen because <laughs> I rolled a physical dice and got a 19 and a 20. And I was like, that's never going to, no way. I'm just going to roll it on roll 20. No <laughs> Should have just said that. I mean, I, he didn't tell you whether you wanted high or low. He was like, roll a d20 for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure if he, he might have been prepping for some other campaign. In hindsight, I probably should have known it was a secret uh, saving throw. throw but... yeah. So I'm trying to Could have been a perception you. check or something, right? Mm -hmm. If we pass the whole right. person. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that's what happened to Sean, right? He passed the whole person and uh, nothing comes of it? Or I, I passed I something, but it didn't matter in the end. Or I was like cognizant of something being askew, but I didn't have any information or I don't fucking remember. I don't, I didn't take notes some, on that. I think there were some the moments time. where it was like, you get the feeling you're being watched, right? Didn't, were, were there moments like that? Yeah, I, I think where the people were, where like Yarmir was aware that he was passing a saving throw or something like that. I was something somewhere like that. where I wasn't supposed to be or something. Yeah, I like skipped ahead in position as well. Yeah, which is that's what happens to us as well. Yeah, that's We've like you you've lost time. You've forgotten the but modified I'm memory. To what you thought would have happened if we'd have passed enough saves so that we, you would have to say like you're walking through the forest and then an elf appears in front of you. 
Oh, well, that's why I had to do it before the session before. So that way, if you had passed your saves, it'd be like you're walking through the woods and here's all of a sudden like an elf comes out and tries to touch you. You passed your save. I had you roll yeah, for it a yeah, moment yeah. ago. So Let's roll what initiative. What I'm saying is if that had happened, I find it very hard to see how that goes without us getting killed. Well, the Scrag runs away or... Scrag, well, I mean, knows. one Scrag versus the four of you, it would have been an interesting fight. You Maybe one of you would have died. Maybe not. Maybe the Scrag would have fled it. You know, it was a caster scrag, so it doesn't stand toe-to-toe -to -toe very well. So it probably yeah, would have tried to just escape. Or maybe yeah. we would have snatched it. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, yeah. Were there any other specific um, questions? Uh, yes, I'd like to I'd like to talk about the uh, the weather and weather warmth system. and yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Uh, before we and get there, is there... Anyone else have any other questions regarding magic items or scrags? I think we got, unless you, I think we got all of our items identified, if that's correct. Mm -hmm. So unless you have any that you think we missed that you'd like to let us know about. Uh, I've I got think, some questions. Oh, about I have one thing. Treasure Town. You guys okay. never translated its name. Because it already had a name. It's called Treasure Town. <laughs> <laughs> all right, never mind then. What is, what is, what is <laughs> it, Neil? Tell us, Neil. It was called Baywatch. It was a great name. Because oh, it, it was right on the edge of the bay, and it was the town that you could like watch ships coming in and out of the bay. It was great. <laughs> At least you didn't go like Bay Life or something. That would have been much worse. No, no, Baywatch. Yeah. The um the scrags and the crystals in the in stasis. Why did they do that? Because you know, even though scrags are long lived creatures or elves are long lived creatures, they're not they're not really designed to live multiple thousands of years, and in their like deformation from elves to scrags they sort of lost their ability to keep reproducing so they would like stasis people and then sort of like change out guards every now and then so that right. they can continue to rule caldonia forever so they weren't protecting themselves from the freeze they were that was more just a way to to extend their, their lifespan yeah to extend their rule over their continent so how did the caps on the volcano turn up was that just part of the yeah, so Scrags have this big badass magic orb and to make it go from like just summoning monsters to opening a portal to like the void and the plane of all these other things and like, you know, sucking out all the heat and freezing everything, they needed more power. And so they came up with a way to like turn volcanoes into magical energy sources to then create more power for the orb. Oh, so they capped the volcano to somehow like re-divert the magical energy of the volcano. Yeah, those like weird crystalline things were power That's were flux con capacitors to redirect volcanic energy into magic. What were the energy. individual magic crystals, or were they just not? Those functional? were side effects, you know, mm -hmm. just like weird shit growing because there's too much magical energy radiating the area. Hmm. So I have I had a theory that if those crystals are so magically powerful, is is it likely because we sent some back to the mainland, right? I, feel I, don't, like... I don't think they are so magically powerful. I think they're just residually magical, and they don't yeah. actually. Some, they're probably valuable gemstones on the like rare and valuable gemstones in the direct well, and that's the, right well, now, but... They have some magic in them because they were able to disrupt the volcano, make it ignite. So I'm wondering if like a high level wizard would got in, got hold of some of these. Could maybe they use them to for something? Maybe put it... Help a high-level wizard named Malachi got his hands on <laughs> I feel like it would be more of a curiosity. It would be like, well, look, there's these crystals that are radiating some magical aura. Whatever are they for? But I don't know that they have enough. Right, because the, the magic is the big cap, and these are just like... Left, right. Like, so they're, the they kind of like... 
grew yeah. from the residual energy nearby, and I kind of think of them as like resonating with magic, almost like magnetic fields resonate with. Uh, I'm sorry, magnets resonate with magnetic fields. So we'll talk about this I'm another time, Neil. Sure. <laughs> resonate, interact. Come on, give me give me some leeway here, Mister Mister PhD. This is um, actually what leads to the five E edition of Wizards that now have arcane focuses. <laughs> <laughs> it's just these little crystals. crystals. Yeah. Um, in the final battle. Scrag cast a, at one point the cleric tried to cast a spell and screamed and the second time he tried to cast it on me and it failed what was yeah well because she's a cleric why? of Elthara but at the point where you guys are fighting with Scrags, Velthara's like I don't I don't know which side to back they uh, fuck just let them fight okay mm. what was the scream? Was the scream the first time the spell failed yeah the scream was like this cleric being goddess where's help me kill help me get vengeance and the goddess is like oh, that's no. odd because aren't, aren't cleric spells usually like they're given when you memorize them but then you have the magic so even if you lose the god you keep the spells oh pretty loose until you cast them it's all a lot of it's like at dm discretion i think yeah mm. I, yeah I, I like to bend the rules to make my stories <laughs> Okay. okay, so that wasn't a spell that wasn't like a protection from evil not being effective that was a spell literally not being fizzling yeah that was a, a, a fizzled spell um so one of the questions here which you already told me the answer to Neil, which i think is quite an interesting one is someone said is the breaking of arcadia linked to the freezing of caldonia yeah i wanted to ask that was this was caldonia getting teleported what caused the earth to crack well it didn't get teleported then it just froze over the, teleport, the freeze are, are they related events or were they separate um oh, was this still a secret this one now well so the Eridonian legend behind the world breaking is that the gods got pissed off at the people for yeah. doing too much and kind of fucked over the world. And that is not untrue, but also the Scrags doing this thing happened like right, like directly before the world broke. So I wouldn't say the fault fully lies with the Scrags, um, but it was a contributing factor let's say a big one of thought yeah and a factor that no one else aside from this party is going to know okay. um there are still scrags remaining right there was a patrol outside a few, in the snow. A few escaped yes and those are the ones that like uh, a couple of them were clerics or one of them was clerics and those are the ones that retake control over the orb and then try and use it to summon monsters again because they can't quite channel volcanic energy until they rebuild the crystalline structures uh to mm. to fight the people in hero's graveyard and then eventually they like rebuild those things, and that's when Hero's Graveyard shit went off the rails, and you know, Don could tell you what happened then. Sean oh yeah, so the, the sorceress in Hero's Graveyard, who was that? Was that related to uh was that just like a random person who showed up after the island teleported? Which the, the sorceress? The, the one who was like summoning in all the monsters in Hero's Graveyard. Uh no, that's one of the scrags that didn't get killed here in okay. Row. Yeah. Yeah. Last of these scrags. So, mm -hmm. would it be possible for William to kill all the Scrags and get the orb and return home? No, because we've already seen in Hero's Graveyard <laughs> that you don't do that. So, so William might be living in Fairroom right now because everyone like abandoned the island at a certain point, and it was like mm -hmm. Quincy and uh, Torlac. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, and I... who else was alive at that point? Oh God, don't ask me to remember. I, I, in my opinion, my head canon of it is that. 
you guys show up in Faerun, people start arriving and to like explore this island, and William's like, get me off of this fucking place. <laughs> And, yeah. and bails and Grimes is a little bit more like well if we're back in civilization there's a lot yeah. of money to be made here and I know where everything is I'm going to start an import export business and hire adventurers to go get me all this loot and, I, I feel uh, like William would probably be better off in favor in anyways I, yeah possibly I feel like he could find a place where his uh, his character be better appreciated than in than in Drekus mm-hmm. mm-hmm. probably yeah. Uh, yeah I guess like a mercenary or something right because he'd have no money to retire that's true um, you've got a whole bunch of magical stuff that you could trade for position and status and you know fight someone yeah. in tournaments you'll be fine yeah i guess you you would kind of go pretty far down the totem pole because Farron is pretty dragon ball yeah, right you show up you're like i'm the avatar of war hanging out in the bar yeah <laughs> we have a guild for people like you okay go get started <laughs> um let me just let me just read through the list just to see if there's any more scrag. Well, I think we'll jump to the list in like a second segment. I think this is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I just if there's anything that you question. Uh, yeah. So, Greg and Sean, did you guys have anything? Uh, not about magic Sean. items or anything. All right. Like All right. Okay. One more question about the scrags. Why did it feel like the level 15 wizards didn't cast loads of really overpowered spells? Those because you were mo. Uh, I was rolling for what type of wizards they were, and they ended up mostly being conjurers. And so they were using their conjuration spells. <coughs> I think there was one evocationist that you guys killed way too quickly for him to be able to... Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the one, the first one, the first wizard that you fought when you, like, assassinated the guy in that tunnel. And then there were, like, the ones talking. And then yeah. they popped out. Or maybe there was oh, an ambush Oh, we put him in the Cerulean or something and then just murdered him before Yeah, he... yeah. Was that, was that the one that killed our allies with the fireball? Oh, no. Well, I don't want to don't want to contravene you here, Neil, but there must have been one evocation wizard left because whoever cast ice stone to put down put out the fire in the deadwood must have been able to oh cast yeah it. yeah uh I, was he out on patrol more. maybe that was a sorceress that might have been one of the ones on patrol i have to check my list of thingies makes sense you, did you actually track the scrags individually yeah okay so at some point i do want to pull up neil's dm map and talk have a nice conversation about yeah behind the screen what was going on so what, i've earmarked what? i've earmarked neil's dm population tracking stuff, movement, weather, encumbrance. Um, and then I have one post-game like narrative question. is What what does Drekus hear of the Caledonian expedition? I mean, I guess we'll see that trickled out in future campaigns, but do you want to give a little synopsis of uh, the legends? Do you make it back to the mainland? Like, what was the last contact? Why did the ship stop coming? The war got pretty heavy, and... Uh... A certain somebody in charge of the expedition to Caledonia thought that resource that it was going fine and they could divert resources elsewhere for a while that seemingly needed it more and we'll come and pick you up later when we got the time and energy and you're doing fine so see you in a year or something. And then by the did they ever they came back there they come back at some point and the island's gone. Is the, that, that war that, hasn't finished up so I don't know how it ends. But they haven't come back looking for us. No. Not as of yet, but someone will notice. Occasionally, someone will scry on Caledonia just mm-hmm. to see what's up. And when they try and it's not there, um, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll piece it together. Um, so what, how far? But what do they say? What do they they know of us and what we're doing? Did we tell them about the scrags? And yes, I think we did mention sadly something of the scrags because yeah. we were pointed to the first scrag hole by yeah, someone from the mainland. Yeah, um, uh, so I'm not sure what they think because <laughs> we haven't gotten to that point in the history of the world yet. 
Um, uh, I have somebody who's been asking for like 20 minutes in chat now about the, the bow that shocked William. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a magic oh, that... bow in the loop that shocked yeah, William when right. he picked it up. Ah, oh, shit. I think it was it's a magic longbow like... or something. I assume it was just like catered to one scrag, and if anyone else picked it up, it was shocking them. Um, good question is, though, Neil, you mentioned a few times that you're really annoyed that uh, Ryan failed his listen check that time on those two oh, scrags you were talking about. What, what would they have said? Uh, let's see. Where is it? I had some... Had some dialogue written between the scrags. Uh, where is it? Let's see. We've got two scrags talking. One of them says, It's just like the old days. We should eliminate them now. And the other one says, You heard what they said. They're just here for trinkets. And the other one says, Last time, they were just here to escape a warlord. Well, by engaging them, we risk attracting the attention of their masters. We slaughtered the last batch. We were slaughtered too. It's been a millennia. Don't you remember how quickly they breed? We won't react as slowly as last time. We're far better exterminators than before. Uh, they dispatched the summons quite quickly. We have an army in stasis. Besides, the thin one is still unknown. We shouldn't jump the crossbow. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> the how dangerous can one human be he's not a human yes he is he's an amalgam a human amalgam it shouldn't be this must be dia's doing sweet Taras's teats i've spent the last thousand years listening to you say dia's haunting this dia's haunting that she's long dead stop jumping at ghosts ah you're seeing first go yours you've seen their ghost firsthand Fine, fine, poor wording, but you understand me. These rats pose a threat to us. We could awaken all of our kin today and obliterate all trace of them. Better yet, we could, we could consume their memories, take their forms, head to their capitals, walk right up to their queens and with smiles and rip their guts out, just like we did to King Rotoron. The expression on his face when the, his cupbearer ran him through and the dumb look of his bodyguards as Braxy took his natural form, you could not put a price on happiness or suffering. And there's a bit of quiet. And then one of them says, let's go vivisect a kobold. And the other one giggles and says, you think after the thousandth one that would get boring. And then together they say, but it never does. And then there's laughter followed by the sound of rock, paper, scissors. And then one of them says, you get the kobold. I'll watch the tunnel. And the other one says, keep an eye out for ghostly queens while snickering. Oh, that's a shame we missed that. I know. Yeah. Scrags are thoroughly terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see where Faris gets it. Mm -hmm. Whoa, whoa. Okay, hold on, hold on. I, Ferris was was fundamentally opposed to torture. Thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> that's where you draw the line. Yeah, no, right. he would eat dead things, but he wouldn't torture living things. Ferris has a really interesting morality to him that yeah. I find I connect with a little too well. <laughs> so I, I love. I, I I kind part of me regrets the whole cannibalism thing because it was like the focal point that everyone thought of his character through. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's also something that I really like exploring in fantasy because it's it's one of those human qualities where we think cannibalism and go, ooh. But it's also one of those human qualities where we can't really rationalize why we feel that way about it. Prions. That's yeah. not That's just because the prions. <laughs> but like, um, generally, social, the more social a species is, the less likely it is to be cannibalistic, but that's not a hard rule. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's always something that I like seeing in fantasy yeah. is like this is a totally civilized race that also eats people yeah it's interesting to push against these taboos mm-hmm. yeah in the context of a game or in fiction or what have you yeah, yeah. what I liked about Faris was that it, its justification for this was just that oh that's the way that elves do things but you actually had no idea about the way that elves did things it was just, <laughs> just, well it, it was all kind of like told to him through his mom and whether or not she oh, was okay. with them is just <laughs> Yeah, kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. But it's like she's I, probably I, I telling you scrag tales now. Behind, behind the whole like, it's not like it's all in the soul, and the soul leaves the body after death and stuff like that. So did the um the other elves leave Caldonia because they were losing the war, or because the scrags had this plan to like do loads of horrible shit, and they were like, we just don't want to be part of this. Yeah, so the elves get together at one point while the war is going on, and one side says, or one faction of elves is like um let's declare all-out war and fucking murder these people and exterminate them and get our homeland back and a lot of the other elves are like dude dude what the fuck and after (laughs) some arguing uh about two-thirds of the population of elves like bitch if you're gonna do this shit we're gonna go visit we're gonna go live with our cousins over in sylvis like i can't handle this stuff Mm. and so they fucking take off some of them end up in the mountains that then become the Talons. Um, one of them becomes a underwater living elf that what's his name runs into. Malachi runs into. That oh, would nice. have been the one of the former elven queens. Oh wow! So that was a scrag. Uh, pre-scrag, oh, wow. right before yeah. they got all evil and horrible. Corrupted. But sure, yeah. yeah. Did any of them end up in the uh, in the Frostlands? Because I remember your, there was that that your mom. <laughs> yeah, some of the ones that left ended up at Southern Drekus and then like mm-hmm. walked their way up to the the Elven territory. Um, so they ah. did come through the Frostlands, and yes, there was you know there were probably some relics and artifacts lost there. Okay. Yeah. Spot did you ever arms. find out what that bow did, Neil? I can't, I don't see it in my notes anywhere. You just wanted to shock um, William. It's okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't blame you if you did. So it's. Uh, where was this? Where? When did you get shocked uh, by this? In thing? the armory, in the Scrox armory, in the first volcano. Oh, I think right I know what it was. After we died. Yeah, there was something to it, but then I, you ended up not taking it, so I didn't write it down. I had a separate note list that I was writing this shit in. I had the feeling it was just like a thunder bow, right? I think it was gonna like. It might have been electric powers. It might have been. I don't remember. You did a good job in that moment of scaring us into not losing that entire room. Yeah. Would we have, would we have actually have, like, it seems like it ended up taking a while for the lava to rise up. Could we have safely looted the whole thing? Not guaranteed. Rocks not in that circumstance. And... Maybe if we had a full yeah. party, if we had taken How our time and talked about it. How interact with lava? <laughs> I think lava's probably a little bit too strong for Fire Shield to fully hold The off. entire time I was watching that, I was like, how fucking cool would it be if I could make myself immune to fire and just like wait? Does, does Fire Shield make you immune to fire? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Maybe magma's different than fire, though. It's like fire and earth. Yeah, I don't know. Um, had you entertained the possibility of us thoroughly looting the Scrag's armory before bringing down the volcano? And the implications of a hundred plus one longswords on the right. Um, would it have been possible for us to loot that and send it back to Drekus? I guess. Is that a possibility you would accounted for? I haven't thought about it, but that it, could change yeah. the war, right? Yeah. 
that that probably would have done a huge change to things. I hadn't really mm -hmm. pieced it exactly everything <clears throat> together yet, but um, mm -hmm. where was the Salt chances Port? of us getting to that point in the campaign? And getting those long swords by the time before, like the boats stopped coming, yeah. very low. Yeah, the level of that area was much stronger. But if Yarmir lived and we had a teleport spell, or like a sending spell, right? Like I don't anything think Yarmir would have ever teleported you to Trekus. Sure, but really at the end of the camp, I mean, at the end of the campaign, even right? If we keep if we keep Yarmir alive, mm. well, but then we're in Feyrun. We could teleport us, so maybe not across. <laughs> and I mean, there are possibilities. Okay, anyway, it wasn't something that Neil had entertained. I, it was I one could, of those things that, like, I'll cross it, that bridge when I get there. Moments. And it seems like it could have been possible if we were in the right place to stop the Scrags from killing all of our people, or is mm -hmm. that just like a scripted event that we had? No, no definitely not scripted. Yeah. The, the Scrags came and blew everything up because you guys fucked up their two their their folks at the the tunnel, and so they mm -hmm. went on like a, a murder rampage. Um, but yeah. had you been there, like you would have come up against a, a group of Scrags at the fort, and that would have been a really interesting battle where the Scrags like advancing on your fort, and they're definitely too powerful because there's too many of them, and you might be able to take a few, but then the party might have to try and like escape and hide in the the the, the wasteland, and then maybe like wage a guerrilla warfare. I don't know how it would have gone, but it would have been interesting. Yeah, would have been cool. If, um, sorry, go. On. I was going to say the character death felt a lot like uh, it, f it felt like we were playing an RPG and you got two of your N two of your party members killed and all of these quest lines are now like closed like you've got this quest <laughs> lead that's just you can't complete like you show up to do, on our helmets up to do the the elf druid quest line but you but Ferris is dead so like the, the you can't do the first step in the quest line. <laughs> I have strongly mixed feelings. I really like that, that those quest lines close when players die because then it gives you, or when characters die, because then there's meaning to the character's death and it's not just like, whatever, Ferris is dead. Here's a new character for Sean and nothing's changed, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah. at the same time, it hurts because I wanted to see the storylines end. Uh, I, I want to have my cake and eat it too, they, but you can't. They did end, right? I think it's just one of those things. Yeah, it was also rough because the deaths happened so late in the campaign that like it would have been feasible for there to be new characters who showed up in a boat earlier in the campaign. But at mm -hmm. that point, it was like, nope, yeah, we yeah. just have these two for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. I was so I, thinking along the lines that if at some point one of you had died, that maybe you could take over Geneva Hughes as a character. She was going to be the first like replacement character. I think Hughes was one of those characters that I started to like more and more as the game went on. I wish she had listened to Ferris and murdered all those people because maybe they would have had a fighting chance at the fort if they were all together as one force. Yeah. I, uh, I yeah. wondered if the thing with the orb, we had no idea about that going into it, but we had a lot of books before the Bellum sacrifice. If Yaramir had still been alive and we could have read all those books, would it have been possible that we would have got a better understanding of what the Scrags were up to and perhaps oh, got totally. him a plan to deal with it in a more efficient way like could we have won that fight if if grimes instead of um breathing fire at the scrag queen had tried to run past the fighter and assassinate her right at the beginning mm -hmm. would that have triggered the that's end what of i should have done yeah. that probably would have triggered end of the battle right there that probably yeah. would have then uh, the exact same thing would have happened but with all the scrags alive so, i was worried hmm. about grimes doing exactly that because i just was envisioning as a viewer grimes like i run past this guy attack of opportunity Triple crit, dead. The Baldur's Gate way of dying, where like if you die to a crit, you just turn into giblets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was just, I had visions of an exploding Grimes the entire time, and then he breathed fire and ran away, and I was like, good. 
<laughs> did both of you watch to the end of the campaign? I, I didn't. I, I I have a very hard time watching anything nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like I can read books. I can barely even watch TV shows at this point. It's kind of rough. I can't sit. That's probably that's probably good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just I junk. only watch two of them live. I would put them on during like work and stuff and listen. So I was yeah. always like a little bit late to the party. Yeah, I might, yeah. I might go because there's not that many episodes, so I might try to catch up on it. Because apparently the ending was very, very good. It's pretty good. It's, it's, only, it's only five, it's, it's only five episodes, sure. Yeah, that seems pretty doable. You could probably even watch forty-five and forty-seven and get a pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the two where the main story progressed. Okay. Um, all right, let's see what what, what else have we got in here. Well, so. When do we want to have our mechanics discussion? Uh, it's now the time. Should we take a break? Yeah, a little break. Nice. Yeah, let's, take a, let's take a little break. We'll do a short break. Yeah. yeah, and then when we come back, we'll have some mechanics discussions or something. Yeah. And then we'll get to the viewer question list and see what we haven't answered. We'll save that for last. Yeah. Go ahead. See you guys in a bit. See you in a few. Hello and welcome back to our Frofro recap Q and A post game analysis. Greg, who was yes, the MVP sir. of the session of the game, the the season, the show? I'm sorry, you like potato mic'd me really hard there. What did you say? Uh, who who's the the MVP? Oh, the MVP of the whole show of everything. <sighs> who's the MVP? Damn uh mvp's grimes grimes was such a fascinating character the whole time uh and i loved the evolution of him from the start where he was just kind of a um fish out of water right in this new uh role that he had uh and and he he consistently (laughs) made the best of every situation and then evolved into this like badass um hero like he was the most heroic of the characters and for that he's mvp I, I'm followed I'm, closely by Amelie, of course. Yeah, Grimes for, <laughs> Grimes for MVP. Not, yeah. Not what? I guess MVC. <laughs> yeah. Chat says uh, Nimrod and Coffee That's Grinder. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Nimrod. I like Coffee Grinder. Cro- yeah, Coffee, Coffee Grinder is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Grimes' character arc was interesting, and the last encounter worked out really well to like play him up as the, mm-hmm. as the hero. Mm-hmm. Definitely the title character. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or do you beg to differ, Nick? I don't know what you mean by title character, like the main character. Yeah, um, I, I think I do come first in the... Kind of like, I, I kind of think it as a... It's like something George Martin might write, where the obvious hero is not actually the hero. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. That's what, I, yeah. That's what mm. I meant by that last encounter going nice, right? Yeah. Mm. Interesting narrative twist. Yeah, definitely. Nick, who's your uh, who's your MVP? Um, my favorite character was probably Nimrod. I agree with that. Yeah. Most valuable player, as in terms of moving things along. I don't know. It's got either. You, can, you can say. Uh, yeah, 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 you can say William. Right. William dealt so much damage this campaign. If I if I wasn't playing William, I'd probably say William. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> William was very much the most important part of, um, like, surviving. 
William, without yes. William, the campaign would not have worked. I think, I think pretty much everyone had that moment. Like I remember Ferris just like unloaded during the battle at Fort Bloodbath. And I, I think I did like over 200 damage that fight, mm -hmm. which was just crazy for the point we were at. Like everyone had a point where like without them, we would have been screwed. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah, 100%. The party meshed really well together in that capacity where everyone had a moment to shine. Many, many moments to shine, actually. So I'm, <laughs> William MVP for sled pulling. I mean, yeah, <laughs> actually, I mean, that's not not to be overlooked. Like, yeah. that's that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Is this a good time to transition to the uh, um, mechanics? Yeah. To, yeah. How did we feel about the encumbrance? <laughs> um. Okay. Sled so I don't shenanigans. that much. Mm -hmm. Um. I actually really enjoy doing like numbers discussions and yeah. like figuring out. Uh, I, I imagine it's probably not the best thing for like streams and viewers at a certain point are probably just going to like have their heads explode. But well, I actually really enjoy like handling the numbers of people and like arguing like we can handle this. Like, no, 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 no. We got to do this. I think that's as intended. And I don't know if we have this much forethought, but in, hi in hindsight, it, it very much sets the mood for the campaign. Sure, it's yeah. tedious, but that's exactly what you, it's supposed to be Yeah, mm -hmm. for this campaign. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You kind of need the right kind of people for that like you, you need people who enjoy handling like math and numbers discussions mm -hmm. and like we have a computer scientist and a physicist and an accountant and whatever the hell nick does an investment broker <laughs> investment. oh breaker a money ma a money maker uh, <laughs> manager money manager if you like that, if you like that servant fine. of the one percent no because it's pension funds so i'm paying the i'm paying the little guy right yeah i'm just trying actually to... well, keep telling yourself that <laughs> All right. i think my my personal opinion on the sled management was that um at certain points it did become too tedious yeah, and yeah. i think the portable hole came at just the right time um because it, yeah. it was starting to annoy me at certain points uh, yeah but like, like, like Ryan said, though, that I guess that was kind of the point. Yeah, and I, I think that's also, like, there's more to the upgrade path in D&D than just getting cool magic items that make you stronger in combat. But, like, th this was intentional in, like, older D&D, and it's kind of washed away in newer editions where it's not as big of a deal. But it used to be, like, you get the, the bag of holding because this lets you travel much more easily in the future. Mm -hmm. right? it was, your, your ability to travel with lots and lots of goodies was an actual upgrade path in Dungeons & Dragons. That's mm -hmm. an intentional feature of the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. I really liked... I don't know if you did this on purpose, Neil, but the mechanical advancement of our gear and, like Sean's just alluded to, the, the sled and then the portable mm -hmm. hole being one, but also the way that we got upgraded armor from the dragon. You, you fought really hard against me trying to get full plate or better mm -hmm. armor in general, which you can't really blame me for trying to do. Um, but I thought that was managed well, and killing Sleet and then getting the armor from it, I thought was quite a cool way of mm -hmm. giving you that gear. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. I had Frofro plot points broken into three segments. Um, one of them is about conquering your environment. One of them is about uh, acquiring vast riches, and one of them is about um, end game lore and getting you know finishing up the storyline. And so, uh, if you if you can see this document that you can't see, you'll notice that the beginning of the game is very heavily stacked with environmental storylines and plot points, uh, and then like sprinkled with riches throughout the middle, and then like mid game and end game have a lot more end game stuff and riches scattered in there. So the idea was that the first third of the game or so 
uh, would be about like overcoming your environment and like oh, like dealing with the world and the the weather and travel and gear and stuff. And then like sort of the middle third is all about getting rich, bitch. And the the last third is about you know finding dealing with the scrags and dealing with the the storyline behind everything. Um, so that pacing of like battling the environment and slowly getting ahead and then finally it not really being that much of a problem for he was very intentional and mm -hmm. paced out. Yeah, I, the weather was probably one of the hardest things to get right. Cause I know a lot of people were yeah. like, it felt like it kind of became a non-factor too early, but if it was a factor, like at a certain point you're, you're going to just die to a blizzard, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah. On the plus side, I, I think it encouraged the kind of behavior that we wanted, right? It, it had us managing our resources and yeah. like changing yeah, the pace. And like at a certain point, it had us cautious. Fun. We were afraid of it, but yeah. So I think the, the biggest thing that made it too much of a non-factor was the fact as soon as we figured out that it was okay at midnight, the weather switches from one to the other, and then it lasts for a full twenty-four hours. Yeah, I mean, right, as soon as you know that, like that changes how you react to blizzards. Right. It's the kind of thing where like the blizzard can roll in, and you don't know true, if it's going to last we were... for an hour or twenty-four hours. Then we might have been like, okay, it's only an hour. We can push through a blizzard in an hour. But yeah, as it was, we had, that, uh, we had that with the blizzard boy when the when the wolf attacked us. We had like a blizzard has literally just suddenly enveloped you out of nowhere, and we we kind of and that was nice to throw a wrench in the wet in the weather thing. To yeah, yeah. that was just when it was starting to get predictable, and you were like, "Ha! Here's this way that uh, it's not only every 24 hours. There mm -hmm. are blizzard boys here to wreck your shit." In hindsight, Neil, what changes would you have made to the weather system? Well, well, I would have changed. I, th I think I have to. I mean, I guess you've got that. You were rolling for the weather. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what, I would, would have you done away there? with the cold system. Ooh. I would just yeah. scrap it all together um, mm -hmm. and say that the weather changes your movement. Yeah. And then I think I would have scaled it a little bit differently. I think it went. Um, I don't know. I, I think people underestimate how much effect it had later in the game where like it could really screw over missile combat mm -hmm. right? yeah. even light weather was a minus three to missile shots that's mm -hmm. and that's that's most of what weather like because that's a lot of what we were shooting for right was like weather not being the life or death factor but just an annoying thing that was constantly there mm -hmm. like it slows down your movement when it's bad you can't shoot missiles as effectively it's just like it's a pain in the ass was kind of the goal that we were shooting for mm -hmm. i yeah. think a few times uh, we had to worry about food, right? That we didn't have enough food. Um, the weather system indirectly impacted our food supply because if we got stuck in a blizzard for a week, then we were using seven days worth more rations than we knew. Or if we're only moving at half speed because the weather's really bad, then we're going to use more food than we thought. Mm -hmm. So it did have an impact on us in that way. But the, the scavenging for food was only really a factor a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. But if there'd been a more of a limit on rations, because we basically just had unlimited rations from the fort, if there had been a, a harder limit on that, if it had been more difficult for us to find food, I think maybe the impact of the weather might have been felt. I think that would have gotten really annoying really fast, though. Yeah, probably. Especially because the survival rules were such a pain to adjudicate. Mm -hmm. when, I, when we actually did have to forage for food. It was like yeah. me doing math as I rolled for the amount of time it took me to do everything. And I'm yeah. glad you're the one that ended up with that. Not that the three of you aren't capable of doing math. You're very fine mathematicians. Yeah, but, but I think Sean, I think he's got that like young man's brain that just works so much faster. 
yeah i think that survival proficiency is one that definitely need, would need to be reworked to just match the timeline of the mm -hmm. the rest of the mechanic or the rest of the game right it, in retrospect i would have liked to do a weather system where i could tell sean what the exact weather role was for the day and he would have some idea of what the weather might be the next day i would oh, like yeah. a little bit more of a predictive approach that would have been cool yeah. yeah, and then you like you kind of like get a feel for what things are going to change to daily, so there's not as much freak like change. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. So if we're gonna redo it, that's what I would do. I would rework the weather system so that your survival proficiency would be more useful, and you could be like, "Yes, today's a calm day. It'll be at least three days before it turns to a blizzard. We should go now mm -hmm. or something." I don't know. Yeah. Only mechanics uh, questions. Um, did you mean, want to hop into something else, Ryan? You had some plans. Had some uh, let's. I mean, let's just hit the the cold okay. warmth system while while well, we're wait, here. So well, one question on my. Oh right, sorry. You still talking about cold warmth? Sorry. Well, no, we we haven't really talked about it yet. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say, um, in hindsight, what do you think about the tattoo system for Yarme? I thought that was hmm. really cool and worked really well. Yeah, it's a good example of an interesting way to do wizards, right? A different yeah, way to do wizards. Super fucking awesome, and of course. That was sort of the incentive for, how do we say? Greg came up with the tattoo idea before I came up with the, like, who Greg is and what his role in the party will be. So that was yeah. all sort of based off of his genius idea of, I cast tattoos off of my body that I have to memorize, which is really great because then you don't have to worry about spell books and we got to plan out his spell list in advance. I, I thought that was a pretty solid idea, Greg. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything on so, the mechanics? We skipped I mean, so the planning questions. There's like a whole yeah, sheet with that. Uh, we haven't, yeah, we haven't gotten to <laughs> we haven't touched yeah, the thing. Is, yeah. Well, I apparently mean, a bunch of them have been like already. He's been lying yeah, like sheet. Yeah, exactly. It looks like we're filling it in as we go. Nice. Like, wait, <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> oh, here's one that I'm actually kind of interested in. Uh, was William's father-in-law, Richard, honest about the things he wrote to William? Um, he never outright lied, mm -hmm. but there you can lie by emphasizing strength, one thing or another thing, or just admitting this thing or other. So he he always yeah. told the truth, but he was always sort of like willing to let William die or not die. Like if William succeeds, then all of a sudden he's like head of this really powerful prominent family right and if william dies then like oh he can marry his daughter to someone who's about to win this war from all of the wealth that this other guy got and like now his family's ahead and he's just he hedged his right. bets and bet yeah, on all so, the sides yeah so i think that's pretty much what we were but what he, we, was, okay. he wasn't trying to actively screw me though right no he was not trying to actively screw he oh, he wanted so you to definitely it was, in his, it was in it was in his best interest for us to succeed really mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. he just had the had alternative plans of things to work okay. out yeah yeah, yeah. All right, before we get to the Q&A, can we do some more mechanic stuff? Please. I, yep. Can you, uh, Neil, can you talk us through your uh, monster populations world map stuff? <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. So All I think right. it, do we want to pull that up on, on stream? Do you have that? My... I think you showed it to, uh, you showed it to Nick and I at the end. I don't know, I don't remember if you showed it to the viewers. I never but... saw it. I'm moving my monster encounter table into the public documents folder so now everyone can see it. I will paste it in Twitch chat if you want a link to it. Um, it's so much this... simpler, I think, than I than it felt as a like as a player. 
Yeah. Is this like a number of how many things are in this area? Uh, no, that's what, uh, so I roll a D100 and mm -hmm. whatever you roll is what you encounter. So if you are in zone one at this point in time and you roll a 92 or lower, you don't fight anything because everything is dead. Um, but if you roll like a 93 through 96, you get some caribou. <laughs> Uh, 97 or 98 there's you get a polar bear left, like caribou and a couple polar bears <laughs> there's one polar bear and one wolf pack left in zone one yes <laughs> we killed everything right and then like as you so this tab right here the rarity input tab if you're watching this on vod you'll have no idea what i'm talking about sorry is just like the number of groups of creatures that are around and as they die off i subtract their numbers and then add them to the nothing numbers mm -hmm. and then it's that's your chance of running into them and one encounter per day. So is there any creatures that we didn't encounter? A Thanoi? Those are like goblinoid things, aren't they? Well, Thanoid, I never actually ended up placing them. I was, oh, yeah, they were talking about placing them, but they, they never got anywhere, yeah. Mm -hmm. Gloom wings, mm -hmm. we heard about them. Yeah, I think actually, you did spot with one. Wings, right? We yeah, saw the... some, but we didn't encounter them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are they? Are they like bots? They're like giant maws with confusion spells uh, that they confuse their enemies and then grab them and fly away with them. I think you fought one or saw one and shot we saw them. But oh, they I didn't. think a kobold told us about them. I don't think we ever actually saw one. No, Maybe. I remember seeing them flying overhead. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. I think it might have been like a resting in a montage where he described some of them flying in the distance, but we didn't really have a chance mm -hmm. to... Uh... So what are the different letters on the uh, on the map? Are those where, do those trigger encounters or is that just territory for you to know? Uh, that would be home bases for things. Okay. So like this, there, there's a group of kobolds. Like I know there's three groups of kobolds in zone uh, 3A, which is like everything left of this purple line, right? And so mm -hmm. those three groups of kobolds have their bases in these three places. And then I have another document telling me like in zone 3A, there's these three groups of kobolds. Here's their leader. Here's how many people are in their groups. Here's how many this and that that they've got. And so that way I would just like know where their home bases were. And what's how the, they is the W a winter wolf? Yes. FG is frost giant. Dragon is dragon. Yeah. So the dragons G. hadn't really didn't have much to do with the scrags or with the narrative. They were kind of just opportunists. There on the yeah. yeah, they showed up and made homes here and chilled. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because we kind of, uh, as we were playing, I wasn't sure. I thought the dragons might be the end game campaign, but they were just kind of an end game distraction. Mm -hmm. Well, it, I felt like this campaign had or a lot of game. room to go. Like yeah. you guys could, they could have summoned more scrags and like woken them from stasis. And this could have turned into like a long guerrilla warfare where the four of you were like trying to hunt down scrags one at a time and assassinate them and snipe them from a distance. And then you like kill all the dragons getting their loot. And then you have this like epic top tier gear and you're all level 15 battling level 15 scrags. Mm -hmm. It could have gone that way, um, but it didn't. What kind of loot was in Frostbite's lair? I hadn't rolled it. Hadn't figured it out yet. <laughs> some crazy epic shit, though. Yeah. Even some of the other layers where there was loot, I was like, I'm not ready for you guys to be here. I'm not ready to tell you what loot is here. Oh, shit. And that's why was I it? sort of, like, slow rolled it over a session. It was because mm -hmm. I was, like, looking for loot as you guys were adventuring. It's like, <laughs> oh, let's talk about it the next day. You get this next <laughs> item. Uh, when you w was it like a deliberate move to try and like create a higher like power of magic items in this campaign because it felt like you were giving out much stronger um tools than what you usually do in your campaigns i think it was a trick 
because there were also much lower powered magic items. He set the bar like for, like set the like for the first beginning of the campaign. Okay, but in Heart of Heroes, Heroes, we had like our saw a plus three sword until somebody murdered Tyrus Bellows and took his plus five platinum sword. Wait, okay. someone killed? How did Ty, what? How did Tyrus Bellows die? In he's, he's in Heroes Graveyard too. No, no, no in, in Hardcore Heroes. Oh, Hardcore Heroes. Oh yeah. 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 Like. Okay. Because, I mean, we got, like, magic armor, which you, I mean, I, I know because somebody told me that you specifically, like, rolled magic armor during Hardcore Heroes and said, oh, fuck that, and then re-rolled it. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that sounds like something that happened. Yeah, you got, like, magic plate mail, and then yeah. you said, oh, screw this, and you re-rolled it and got, like, a potion of plant control and said, oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's <right laughs> that sounds like me, yeah. Yeah. Much better. Um. I felt like it was appropriate to give better gear here, and I've been sort of changing the way I think of magic items in general, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I liked how this worked out. I especially really enjoyed the gifting of magic items through gods, and I think I want to do a lot more uh, magic item distribution through gods and goddesses in the future. Hmm. Um, specifically, you guys gave Bellum <coughs> a shit ton of magic scrag swords, so now he has a shit ton of magic scrag swords to give out to people in other campaigns for whatever little things he wants to do here or there. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So people can get yeah. plus one swords now off the back of yeah, that. Yeah, anything Praise that you gave... Bellum. You... <laughs> anything Everyone's you gave so to Bellum, he can give away now. Swords. He is flush right now. <laughs> yeah. Definitely worship being Bellum in any future. Yeah, get yourself a, a scrag sword right away. Yeah. <laughs> Get a game for that plus one sword, Nick. Do it. I would imagine the action you made this campaign means that all your future characters can start with a plus, plus one swords. scrag sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but only if they worship Bellum. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like it's the first sword of business every new character. I go down to the temple and pray to Bellum really fast. Let me just let me just grab any sword real quick. Here's your scrag sword. Start your quest. <laughs> it seems fairly. I mean, I'd be cool with that. If yeah, no, I, All I, right, I, you're a level one cleric of Bellum. Here, have a plus one uh, plus one elven sword. I'm down mm -hmm. with that. Yeah, I like it. Assuming yeah. they get on their knees and grovel before the gods appropriately. Right, right, right. And if you stop groveling enough, then you know Bellum comes and kicks your ass. Oh, or that. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on this, uh, on the Caledonian map, is there anything south of this mountain range? There's no, I don't see any like monsters noted. There would still be random encounters, I assume. Yeah, all, I have another map that has some stuff. more detail that I never moved to this. Okay, so there is stuff down there. Yeah, is there anything let me, important that we missed down there? Let me open up Photoshop and bring up my map. Where was the entrance to the last volcano? We spent ages looking for that and couldn't find it. Was it on the other side <laughs> of the mountains? Didn't you? What do you mean? You, one, you left through it. You exited it. No, no, no. The, uh, the we only went to three of the four volcanoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, oh, the fourth one was the one we the, where the uh, snowflake was. Gale. No, nobody knows. We had the same thing in Hero's graveyard where we were like, "Where the fuck are all these volcano entrances?" And we went to one of the four. <laughs> That's all we had yeah. to do. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I didn't, have, I didn't have it, it marked on the map anywhere. Uh you were just rolling for us and we kept missing it or something. There is a volcano something there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to that effect. I don't remember the exact detail, but... Well, there is a volcano, definitely, because, Grouch, you saw it exploding as you were trying to carry me out of the... Oh, okay. ...the cave at the end. Remember, like, remember, you were going to go down that one passage and there was an explosion, so you went down the other way. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, where the hell is my map? Would it have ever been possible mechanical... I mean, I guess this is a question of mechanics. Would it have ever been possible to secure the help of the gnolls or the giants 
Yes. I mean, you did secure the help of the giants. They did what they could for you. They can't fight Scrags. They're literally too big. Mm -hmm. Um, And they don't want to fight dragons. But But we have the amulet of shrinkage. I would have shrunk a giant to help us fight the Scrags. That was my plan. Then maybe. Maybe. Sweet. Uh, what about the Nulls? It felt like we tried a lot to get through to the Nulls, and then they just... No, you You tried, like, one time, and it didn't go well, and they're sort of violent creatures to begin with, and every time they showed, like, the slightest violence, you're like, well, time to kill them then. <laughs> like... Yeah. Gave them so many tinderboxes, Neil, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, try, I try and roleplay these things with the gifting of tinderboxes, and what does it get me? Well, so what are, what are these swamps south of the, the mountains? The nulls and the oh, kobolds, I would have really appreciated if the if the they were essentially the only monsters we ever met. We met giants at one point. We met scrags, but we we ran into maybe a couple winter wolves, maybe a slime here or there. But ninety five percent of our encounters are kobolds and gnolls. I, as a player, would have really appreciated just some mindless fucking like zomboids or something to slaughter. Yeah, because every encounter was this moral quandary, right? It was really grating to have to sit and play moral compass every single second of every single It's hard to make you care about it when it comes up every time. Yeah, yeah. I might have been a little heavy with that. Uh, What about the the weird pit of death inside the Belfara's temple? What was going on? Oh, yeah. So just a cool and cool encounter yeah it's just a cool undead monster one another one of those like souls that are restless and angry and possessed and yeah what are the swamps neil are there anything significant there uh they're just swamps that were in caledonia before it froze over and i think this swamp down here has something in it i'm still looking for my fucking notes and I don't know what happened to my math with my notes on it. Do you know what would have been a sick boss-level creature, right? And it's kind of like Lord of the Rings, but a huge ice spider that built its web like across mountains. Like, imagine seeing that shit on the side of a mountain. That would have been sweet. I think I still think the best spider enemy in the game is the sword spider, the one that just has swords for legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, I made players fight that once. It was my favorite monster that I've ever used. That thing is so stupid in all the best ways. Just get eight sword attacks or something? Yeah, so basically it leaps at them and it can make one attack. So it, it can lunge from like, I think like 90 feet out. It can literally just like leap at you and attack. Um, and when it does that, it gets one attack per leg. <laughs> so we can just make eight attacks right off the bat. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, regarding swamps, over in this swamp was a cyrohydra. Um, that's a, a hy- cold-breathing hydra. Which swamp? The Bryo. this one over here that I'm thinking. Uh, let me try and drag you to it. Cyrohydra. Okay, yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was there a particular loot or location have, there to explore, or was it just a monster? I just have notes that there was a, a cool monster there. I uh-huh. tended not to bother rolling loot or figuring those things out until the party's like right about to get there. Yeah. Um, I try and leave everything to the last moment. Any other interesting monsters or encounters that we missed? No. No, I was ready to start populating the south side with monsters should you have gone there. Um, mm-hmm. but... My reaction when Caldonia got explored was holy crap, this thing is huge. There was no way we're going to get through all this. We're going to be doing this for another 100 episodes. But mm-hmm. it seemed like most of the action was 
on the yeah. top. Because this I... is the, the good side, right? This is where all the... <laughs> Humans you've got access to all the the mountains and all the rivers and everything and this back side of it is just kind of a bitch because it's so far yeah. from everything so yeah yeah i got really worried when you guys started like taking a boat to explore this back side i'm like i know they want to go there but there's like the story isn't there there's no story on that side <laughs> shit shit it makes sense though because i was I... thinking about it the humans would never colonize <laughs> that side of the island though because they'd be completely cut off by the giant forest Mm -hmm. from the other humans and the scrags would have just slaughtered them so there's no point yeah ever built anything over there yeah. yeah yeah at first when we first saw it revealed though i thought oh no we're gonna have to there's a whole other half of the island and there's probably gonna be something over there that's critical to the story moving forward so mm -hmm. yeah. uh, what about new haven we sort of visited it once got attacked by a wear seal yep what about it was there anything else there that we missed or no was that kind of just that like a yeah. dead time right just another dead town. Right. One last mechanics question: What do we What do we all think of uh, my abomination of a worm system? How did that fit in the campaign? Did it uh, serve its needs? What uh, would you do differently? It wasn't. Like it, yeah. It, like it didn't hurt the campaign, but I think I think Neil has the right idea by just kind of scrapping it because it, it did become very irrelevant very fast. Mm -hmm. Along the same lines as the encumbrance became relevant, irrelevant, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think I think cold became less of a factor much quicker. Yeah. Um, no, at no point. Sorry, Greg. Go for it. No, no, no. I think that it fits a different style campaign better than a um, adventure campaign. Yeah. Um, for uh, five heroes, go adventure and you know bring back some loot and and fight the evil scrags. Uh, I think it was too granular to really be. Uh, usable, right? Uh, to be something that we worked on and, and, and thought about every time we adventured because the story was a very macro level um, and distances and days and even things like carrying capacity became very relevant very quickly, like as early on as like session one or two. Um, and so I think if you were to port this system to a campaign um, that was very much a do what you have to do to survive every single day right there was no survival role to get more food you had to campaign to get food right your your adventure for that day was to get the rations you needed to go mm -hmm. get the hole you needed or go get i think in a system like that where or in a campaign like that that was very much tightly focused around the survival aspect i think the system you made um not only works but is very good for that because it allows for a dm to uh track it and for the player to track it and know how long and how um effective they can be adventuring for what they need that day they can gauge mm -hmm. risk they want to take based off of it um but it also allows you to port that into other things monsters weather um can make like attacks to it, it could be like an ac or a health for you yeah. um so i i thought it would i think it was a quality system i think it is well thought out i think it needs testing in a more focused grant yeah but i would i think what i would want the takeaway to be to viewers maybe dms in the audience is just how easy it is to hack on attack yeah hack on another resource right so mm -hmm. yeah for all of its flaws right but we, it was basically just like another hp bar you got your yeah. warmth bar in addition to your hp bar and we can talk about how it would have been better to calculate or something like that and in the mm -hmm. same way with neil's new necromancy system he's basically okay here's your uh, life force bar which is based on your years of life or like here's how a soul is now a new resource yeah mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to like to mechanize okay here's a i don't know 
do you think yeah, that another resource to manage that's mm -hmm. relevant for the flavor of the particular campaign yeah for the cold system you know we never really run into a situation where we were getting negative bonuses to our attacks or no we never let it get to the point bell failure but yeah. i wonder if um if rather than tracking it on a daily basis what if it had been like depending on how good your gear was you maybe you incurred those penalties after so many days without being in a cave or in 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 the fort so if we were like walking for three weeks without stopping anywhere you know maybe but you stop every night and make a fire in your tent right so yeah but that's not really substitute for being inside how's it isn't it isn't that the point of a tent with a fire in it is to yeah. be a substitute for inside like, I mean, isn't yeah, that I how the mongolians camping in the snow yeah maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe it's yeah perfectly fine if you spend the night in a sense i think more important though than simulating realism is encouraging the behavior you want to see and making the environment of the campaign so more important than it actually simulating what it's like to be in the cold mm -hmm. making you play your characters as if you know they're managing scarce resources or you know bogging down the campaign with logistics because you want it to feel like this trudge through the tundra mm -hmm. those sorts of feelings i think are more important than trying to make your game simulationist because you're never going to simulate a whole reality yeah. right yeah. and if you did it would be terrible yeah. it, it would be yeah. an awful game that's yeah. how i kind of feel about red dead redemption too it's like i don't really want to have to worry about i don't my horse like i just yeah. want to ride the horse you know i was playing that for a bit and then i played breath of the wild and i was like it's simpler but it's just a much more enjoyable gaming experience yeah yeah, I think if I were to do the warmth thing again, I would try and find it, find a way to simplify it. Because it wound up not not particularly mattering whether you had 22 or 20 warmth. Like the yeah. maxing didn't matter. I think maybe even just going straight to your stat drain might have been the way to go. Just be like, okay, it's been a day in a blizzard or an hour in a blizzard. Everyone gets minus one con until you can get some warmth. Yeah, but you guys are like, I mean, oh, blizzard, let's yeah. settle down. So yeah. it, I mean, I'm kind of with Greg on the idea of like, yeah, great. It, it would have worked much better in a campaign focused solely on survival. Yeah, that point points were well taken there. It's like you have a I, stat, and then taking penalties to it is like you can get sick or frostbite or like some sort of yeah non just. And like I think straight. yeah, and yeah. I think we we didn't know where the campaign what the campaign was going to be like before you played it out. We played it out right. Yeah, yeah. when, uh, yeah. when so I think I did. Yeah, <clears throat> when you guys were discussing it with me, I thought it was going to be a very survival focus i did i did too yeah. yeah like i I thought we were going to be like learning how to survive out here like and maybe there were some treasures that we dug up along the way yeah and i, I didn't I, expect it to be and i try i wanted the one it, i don't know if it quite succeeded here but i wanted it to make mundane items more interesting right. or impactful like having your fur coat be a you know a treasured item Mm -hmm. that has some mechanical bonus, right? There's got to be some mechanical reason to keep it around. Otherwise, why would you record that you've got a fur coat right. other than five right. pounds of clothes? And I don't think we quite made that. Or, yeah, but I, anyway. For a system that we sort of threw together without testing it at all, well, and then meshed it with a, a weather <laughs> system that wasn't built in con at the same time in complement mm -hmm. of one another, I think it worked out great in the end the for, for what we needed. A lot with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. I could I could see a situation where the weather system could have very heavily impacted the cold boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond just it costs four an hour. But I think Neil had a different vision. Like Neil wasn't going for the gritty survival yeah. hour by hour. You're you're withering away. Can you find the squirrel before you lose your last war point? <laughs> <laughs> much, a much grander vision. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. All right. Are we done with mechanics questions? I think I, so. Yeah. Are we done with our discussion? Should we jump over to the Q and A now? Uh, dig, anyone else have anything? Does anyone else have anything to say before we turn it yeah, over to Q and A and then jump back if we ever need to? Sure. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. But Nick, you have one thing like you want to say. We're laser-focused people. We tend to. Uh, to walk <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to ask Neil um, when the campaign started. How much of the end game stuff did you already have in mind, and how much did the final battle look like what you expected? Uh, there was no final battle written down for the longest of times because I didn't know what how the mm. campaign was going to end. Um, I had sort of an idea that like there's this history, there's these scrags, there's these things, and then I didn't really work it out until you guys got to like somewhere around zone two, and then I sat down one day and like wrote out the history of Caldonia and sort of set it softly in stone, set it in clay. And then as the campaign kept going, I kept going back and revising things. I'm like, well, actually, maybe we should change this. And like, this plot point no longer seems relevant. We don't, at, initially there was like a, you guys return to the mainland with some information, like have like a, go back to home, check some things out. Maybe William gets some plate mail or something. And then you come back to Caldonia. Um, and that plot point got scrapped and a few other ones got scrapped and some other ones got added in. So it was, a um, the story was a living document that kept changing yeah. as it was going. What about um, the ending, you know, Grimes, Grimes dragging William out and us surviving? Was that your preferred ending or would you have liked us to get dragged into the orb? I wanted you to get dragged into the orb, yes. I wanted you to get sucked inside and like have everything get teleported away. I, the ending I initially wrote was assuming that William would die fighting the Scrags because William always charges in and fights to the death and that Grimes would somehow sneak his way to victory using subterfuge and stealth, which almost worked, which sort yeah. of is how it played out. And then Grimes would get sucked in through the, the the orb and everything would happen and he'd find himself like on a mountaintop in Caldonia in Gale's lair? What, what's the one dragon that's alive? No Frost, Frostbite and Gale. Gale, in Gale. Gale's oh, yeah. lair. Um, in Gale's lair on top of the mountain, like watching Caldonia, like watching rain come down and everything soften. And then like seeing the dragon's loot and then having the dragon show up and like poke his head in. And that was in my desired end game. If you had if been you playing with yourself. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if he'd have got sucked into the orb though, would he have not been killed? It would have uh, put no, my character not. entirely at Neil's mercy. Yeah, just so the way he wants it. But the whole, so where does like, the orb lead? It doesn't necessarily... They it opened to DM hacks, to, a, it... to the plane of bears. <laughs> sort of, yeah, but it also kind of leads to a the void to kind of just, like, draw in all the heat from uh, Caldonia and sweep it away. Yeah. Um, and then it as it's... It would have been cool if he, like, was on the mountaintop while the island was, like, not yet in Feyrun. He was, like, watching it swirl through the void. Oh, that would have been sick. Cool closing image. Yeah. I, I like the I, I like the idea of Grimes finally by himself with a whole dragon's loot, dragon's lair to loot, <laughs> and then the dragon shows up and Grimes and the dragon says something to him like, "What are you doing in my house?" And then like Grimes can speak to a dragon, and then we kind of like end game on, "Well, does Grimes does Grimes live? Does he die? Does he conquer the dragon?" And that was my. my he design. and the dragon become best friends forever. It <laughs> could be. He now gets a dragon girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's That's how we learned to speak dragon. Got a Caldonian girlfriend, but she like never comes down here, you know. <laughs> uh. hmm. All right, questions from the Q and A. Right, Does anyone have anything that they've wanted to? Have any of you been looking at this and have things you want to pull out? 
I haven't looked at the document at all. I've taken a quick look. Um, okay, Nick, who right. did you enjoy playing more, Kel William Marshall or Malachi? Malachi. Oh. Uh, what happened to the elves from Ferris's flashback? Did Ferris kill them? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's slightly the. Um... Oh, it's... can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think partly the fact that there was a lot more NPCs in Hardcore Heroes just made it more enjoyable. Yeah, there was a lot more intrigue going on in that one. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the wizard's just more fun than a fighter, to be honest. Uh, I mean, like, the fighter, sure but without NPCs, I feel like, like, because I had this idea of like William being like this like honorable fighter who you know has all these allegiances to oaths that he's made, but because there was no NPCs really to work with, that kind of became irrelevant mostly. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think if William had been in in Solwick. For the entire campaign that I, I could have made that a bigger part of his character but it was hard to didn't always have a chance to uh, display that i guess mm -hmm. yeah i did a poor job of this because i was just bad at life at the time <laughs> but i was trying to um i was trying to make that a part of our story um and i was i when i was butting heads with william because you were this very like honorable oath-bound fighter and and i think yarmir was very much against the idea of oath yeah. and binding and i i thought there would be more uh, um i don't know i just i thought that would be a dynamic that we could explore as kind of like uh an inter-party thing to make up for the the ability to bounce that off of it, it was an idea i had that i thought was a i still think is a good idea uh, i executed very 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 poorly I think uh, it was, that would be something quickly. I would change. Do you know what I mean? Like it came to a head too quickly. It, it, it yeah. too quickly got to the mm -hmm. point where it's either I can't adventure with them anymore, or we went from zero to a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a question I wanted to uh, ask. Um, I've got a quick one. Well, maybe not, that I saw in chat and it looks like it's popped up in the document now. Uh, what was that magic fire sphere in the king's tomb? Was that an, anything special that? or was it just guarding the king's tomb? It was yeah, just guarding it, the king's tomb. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about this before. It was like a, a weird spell that a wizard cast so that nobody would rob this worthless grave. Okay, but the fact that it was fire wasn't meant to be anything significant. No, it was, it was just, just to keep grave robbers away. Yeah. Why did they move the tomb? Was that because the scrags burnt down Solport? No, no, it was no, like a big fuck side. you. It's like, oh, you know, we, we had to bury this king here, but now we've conquered so much that we're going to take your goddamn sacred mountains and we're going to put our biggest, bestest king in your mountains as like a, we own this place now, fuck you, Scrags. It's an offensive teabagging. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Yeah. So um, the Caldonians confirmed 12-year-olds on Xbox Live. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what happens to William's harpoon? It's just gone forever. The right? Scrags took it, right? It's Did the Scrags think it was a magic item and say like, ah, oh, this, this is... It's obviously been transferred to Feyrun, right? And it <laughs> through the void. And it is now the legendary harpoon of William plus five. It's the Vorpal harpoon. to call down the wrath of God, right? Because it will summon the Avatar of War once a year, right? right. If you tune to it. Yeah, yeah. If right. you throw it at someone and it hits them, William appears, pulls out, and then kills them. <laughs> and then steals your wife and then leaves <laughs> uh here's one that i'm curious about mostly because i'm curious if neil did anything with this 
uh, did Ferris's mother know about the Scrags? Is she alive? Where did she go? Um, I don't know anything about this. I don't really think too much about backstories. I like to define characters mostly in play. Um, but I'm curious if Neil did anything with this or if he just kind of like had it as a thing, like we could flesh this out later, but I've done nothing with this. Mostly that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but you, the, you had said that you had the story where your mom was from Caledonia and your people were from Caledonia. Oh, yeah. Well, originally we were going to have me be like an actual elf, but then he didn't really want like an actual elf. So we, we yeah. settled on a half elf. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was still like, oh, I don't know, making him come from Caledonia. That's like so intertwined with the storyline. I don't know if I can handle that. That's, <laughs> oh my God. And it ended up working out. And I, in my head, uh, Ferris's mom is a Caledonian elf. and. Oh, and he would be returning home and they would have been willing to like bring him into the fold to fight the humans. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, knowing more about the Scrags, I don't think Ferris ever would have turned to help them. They were thoroughly terrible people. And Ferris was not like a good person, but he did have a like moral compass that was not mm -hmm. twisted and evil. Like, mm -hmm. like theirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I was thinking of moral yeah. compasses on characters. If we ever get the chance to play again, Neil, we, I hope um, we, we do, by yeah, the way. Me too. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I want so badly to play a good character. Can we make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the villain of Hardcore Heroes Season 1. I was the biggest jerkosaurus at Frozen Frontier. I want well, to be a good guy. I want to be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> what do these characters that you make say about you, Greg? <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I don't want to psychoanalyze my dean. <laughs> you can't go down that road. That's, no, it's, it's hard road. to be good in Neil's campaigns. It's like one of the one of the biggest challenges. Like I tried to play Van Helsing pretty good, but like it, it's hard to to make it through mm -hmm. in the, I, uh, without slipping. And maybe I do that a little bit too much, but I try and make the good path be the more difficult route. The one where you have to like make sacrifices that don't really give you any benefit in order to be well, a good person. That's yeah. because that's I, what it I'm, is, right? It's not, I mean, being evil yeah. is, it's, it's taking the easy route. It's doing the, it's harming people for advantage to yourself. If it was just as easy to be good as evil, I think most people would be good. Yeah, uh, I I actually don't mind it for the most part. If there's one point where the like the the general evilness of the world does does start to grate on me, it feels like everyone is completely self interested and people don't really have values or feelings a lot of the time. Like NPCs across all of Arcadia are massive jerk asses, and it's very hard to find someone who is not like just completely thoroughly awful. They yeah. are around, but they are few and far between. Yeah. 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 And uh, if the, if there was one complaint I have, it's it maybe goes a little bit too far on that scale. I think but is so. it just because they they hate player characters? It's like ah, oh, look, it's a fucking PC again. <laughs> That's why I like Darf so much, and I wanted him to stick around because he was yeah. like he was that breath of fresh air of like, hey, it's an actual good person. <laughs> I, I, Darth and Joris survived the demon invasion. Neil, I haven't decided yet. Okay. We'll right. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mm -hmm. I, I find that when I do give out, like when there are NPCs who are really good, I find that players tend to lean on them to solve their problems, and so yeah. my reaction is just like, well, NPCs will cause chaos that the player characters have to fix, and maybe I go down that Usually road it's the other too way far. around, isn't it? Yeah. PC is bringing in the chaos. I feel like we're getting there a little bit more with uh, what we set up in Hardcore Heroes, like those two those two clerics who are now willing to help out Van and, and Malachi. Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. like we're kind of getting into that state of like NPCs are good, but they have a very specific use case that they're useful for. Yeah, yeah. You got to like work with them in their areas, perhaps. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jeeves, right? Jeeves was the best. Jeeves, yeah, Jeeves was an Alzheimer. And Nimrod as well. Nimrod was a good guy. He didn't mm -hmm. do anything about it, really. Yeah.
No, what happened to Nimrod and the dogs? Yeah, the dogs are okay. around. Are the dogs okay? Oh yeah, totally. So yeah, Nimrod brings his dogs back. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh wow, what's going on? The former kobold king, not king, pack leader, whatever, tries to again assert his dominance over Nimrod, who's tasted freedom and who's brought these like dogs with him. It doesn't go well. Nimrod rips him to shred with his new wolf pack, becomes the leader of his kobold section. And that's as far as I figured it out, but... So is he like sick the dogs on the kobold? Yeah. Yes. Nice. <laughs> My imagination is like Nimrod riding around on dogs with spears and like a little like mounted kobold troop cruising mm. in the north of Caldonia. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Uh, I'm working down the Q&A. So down to the planning questions. Um, oh, yeah. What was the biggest uh, plot hook that we missed? Or, would that, would that, it just uh, have been the eavesdropping scene? That dialogue, yeah, it's definitely the biggest plot point that got missed. And it's probably the only plot point that got missed. I mean, no. Yeah. Yarmir and Ferris being around to uncover more about elves and scrags would have been really useful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any cool, weird, interesting things in the unexplored regions of, of uh, Caldonia that we missed? We already out talked on? about this, the cyclo. Yeah. Cyrohydra? Cryohydra. Cryo. Cryo. That's the word. Cryohydra. Okay, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um okay here's here this is i guess maybe some insight into dming but did, do you want to give us a timeline of how much of the campaign planning is done at character creation what parts of the lore were done ahead of time versus a reaction to the uh to the pc's idea yeah so at character creation i had no idea i didn't know anything i was too lazy to plan anything um, so you're saying you you stole all of the ideas for this campaign based off of Yarmir and Ferris and the uh, and Grimes, yeah. Like I, you guys made your characters, and then I built a campaign world around. That that's how you want to do it, right? You you have like a basic promise. How, that everyone uh, makes their characters, and then you figure out where to go from there. Yeah. How early did you decide to make me a amalgamation of human souls? Um, I sort of was playing with that idea back and forth pretty early on, but I, it was sort of like, oh, that would be a cool idea, but yeah. I don't think that would work. That's probably never going to work. And then it was the... an odd thing to uh, experience as a player because <laughs> I, I kind of came up with this idea as a concept, right, for a, mm -hmm. for a player character, and we were working together on it. And then, like, as I kept playing it, like, my vision of what I was playing and what I was learning about my character were kind of butting heads. And so it, it wasn't bad. It was it was interesting. Um, but it was it, I just it was interesting to me to learn. Right. I, I was I was like learning things about myself as I went. But isn't that's good, right? Because that's what Yaramir himself obviously didn't realize. That yeah. He was, uh, yeah. No, no, it was, it was good. He yeah. Was, as a player, it was a little bit off. Uh, not, not off-putting. That's the wrong term. I, I was left on the wrong foot, I guess, a number of times during like role-play scenes, mm -hmm. um, like especially between um, like myself and Neil. I feel like I would be attempting to go one direction, and Neil's like, "No, no, 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 we're gonna go over here." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it was. It's a bit an interesting and a really fun dynamic to try and play the meta game with Greg, where like 
he's talking and I'm talking, but clearly we're both thinking about something else and trying to be like, where is Greg going with this? And like, I'll go over here. Oh, but he wanted to go over there. Okay, I'll go over here. And, I don't, and then like, I get to write Greg's story and make him like not really a person. And then he's like making magic that doesn't really exist and like creating spells I didn't give him. And it's this sort of like weird meta interplay that was really fun yeah. and always kind of like, is this Scary. okay? Can I do this to his character? I think so. But you know what? Um, I was worried that every future wizard going forward now would be trying to do the same sort of thing. But maybe all of that only really worked because Yaramir was so inherently powerful <laughs> because of the way he was created. You know, like if Malachi or uh, some other wizard starts trying to do the same thing, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, to a more specific question to your initial, more specific answer to your initial question, the, the first time you started hearing voices was when I'm like, let's do it. He's, he's an amalgam. And then I promptly mm. forgot about it for like three sessions. Like, shit, why did he hear voices? What the fuck? Who was talking to him? And then I had to refigure it out again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Here's something I'm curious about. I remember uh, that a Kuban war party attacked Fort Wick. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. And what I remember is um, Yaramir used a spell on one of them to like scry into his brain and saw another wizard. Yeah. Uh, what was up with that? So that... Spoilers. Hold on, <laughs> you don't let, me want see. let me see. Look at the that? dates. Would that not have already happened by now? Maybe. Hold on. I fucking calendar here. <laughs> For the answer to this question, tune into a Cuban night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so other countries heard about what was going on in Caledonia, and some of them wanted a piece of the action. Mm -hmm. And so a group of people was dispatched to take over the fort and get a piece of the action. And the, there were a group of wizards standing behind them, watching, scrying through them. Uh, I don't remember. Do they have a specific... Maybe there was something on them or like a marking or something that allowed the wizards to scry through them. There was some sort of magic set up ahead of time. I think it was like it. in their brain or something. I, yeah, I don't remember what it was exactly, but I figured it out at the time. Didn't go well for them, though, did it? It didn't. Oh. And they knew very well that like had there was no going back. It's you conquer Caldonia or you die and we make your family's lives horrible and miserable. Uh, mm -hmm. If you like, give up part way through because you're being scared upon and watched. Like a bad place. Um, what so, was that always going to happen while we were there, or could that have happened while we were out? Could we have come back to the uh, to uh, like an Akuman fort? Yeah, like they would have won if we hadn't been there. I believe it could have happened if you guys were not there. I think the possibility was that you come back to an Akuman fort, or like come back to a siege or on the fort or something. I don't remember the specific cool. details. Yeah, yeah. A siege yeah. would have been cool. Like yeah, breaking like... a siege seems like a really fun... I, I like the idea of there just being like this week-long siege that's been going on and the party just like swoops in and just starts <laughs> annihilating the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wait, who were these, these Akubans? Who were they sent by? Like maybe to tie into Akuban politics or do you not want to reveal stuff there? I'm not ready to say the okay. origin of this raiding party. All right. The Q&A now just says the wizards were keeping watch working for the Akuban government. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's just a classic miscommunication and misunderstanding. I'm sure they were working yeah. directly for the PCs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's honestly just fascinating watching watching this document get updated as we talk about it mm -hmm. it's great actually i want to change my answer about who the mvp is so i think it's mctucky yeah. <laughs> so i don't know if evan still watches anymore but if anyone remembers evan from hardcore heroes this guy knew everything and i was like yeah this guy knows everything how is he so clued up 
McTucky's putting him to shame. The whole Wikipedia thing is. But we know how McTucky is. Next level. Yeah, he's writing all this shit down. Yeah. Evan, I've been just Evan did his a brain good ass somewhere. job, though. He's been doing everything. Yeah. There's a reason yeah. McTucky is our only MVP member in chat, <laughs> or VIP member in chat. The only Deserved. one with the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. Oh, wait. You should on Reddit, you should give McTucky a little thing that says like librarian or something. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's pretty good. Keeper yeah. of the archives. Yeah. You're welcome, McTucky. Oh, that's solid. Okay. Um, why are there no birds in Caldonia? There are. Just look at the splash screen. Once upon a time, <laughs> I had a solid reasoning for that. And then I forgot what my reasoning was. And now I have no idea. <laughs> I, I can't answer this question. Um, <laughs> glad you chose that hill to die on. There was a, a good reason at the time for it. <laughs> Why no birds in Caltonia? Neil forgets. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, hashtag fish memory. Um, they can't survive the cold, maybe. Right, they just all died. I don't know. There was a. I, I don't know. Maybe it was something about making food scarcer so Ferris couldn't just eat things all the time. I don't... I don't, I don't remember, man. Alright, what else have we got in here, then? Uh, what was making the salt mine magically warm? Could Yaramir have learned to do the same? Was it still warm? Uh, the salt Yaramir mine was protected from Scrags and Scrag magic with human magic, and Gorn was placed in it to attack elves that approached, which is why it went after Ferris. And you guys, at the time, were like, oh, did it go after the elf in the party? Maybe it's an anti-elf ward. And I'm like, fuck. They figured it out. Like, right, they instantly figured it out. And then I tried to hide it and obfuscate it for a while. We ended up thinking it was just non-human, though. Yeah, yeah. I think. Because it said something in the diary about should defend us from the gnolls, right? No, Scrags. It did say Scrags, but we yeah, thought yeah. Scrags meant gnolls. But we thought Scrags were gnolls at that point. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um... Let's... Oh, I'm curious. Why did that one giant team up with the gnolls? Yeah. The the gnolls had helped out the giants with a thing. Hold on, let me put my giant history document. Um, there was a thing where the giants were fighting one of the dragons a while ago, and one of the giants had owed some the gnolls a favor. Um... See, the giant's name was Bertha. Yeah. Um, where is I remember it? you mentioned the young giants were a lot more like hot-headed and uh, passionate, and they would like get themselves wrapped into all kinds of weird mm -hmm. uh, trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Boisterous. Uh, shit. Where is my giant history document? I don't. Fuck, if I can't find this document, I can't tell you what the course was, but there was some sort of, like, they had worked together in the past, and there had been some allegiance owed, and so he was, she was serving out her service, uh, her time as, like, guardian of their fort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next question on the list is, what was the thing or who that destroyed the original tower which had all the books in the basement? I think that was just the dragon, right? That was just Frostbite landing on the... Yeah, just dragons landing on it for thousands of years. 1,500 years, yeah. And then yeah. the next three are from McTucky himself, I believe. Uh, these I think we can questions. knock all these out in one, right? This is about the Queen's coronation, the four people in the dungeon. Well, why were people fleeing away from Belmontarius's monastery in the mountains? I think that might be from Misclick Seaborn. 
Yeah, it is. So they're in the mountains, chilling in their temple. All of a sudden it gets fucking freezing and they're like, I don't know why it's cold, but we're in the mountains. So let's go down to the low ground where maybe it's not so cold. And so they try and like leave the mountain, but freeze to death on the way. Why was the initial burst of cold so much colder than it eventually ended up being? Because we didn't just freeze to death the second we went outside, whereas it mm -hmm. seemed like the people who left the salt mine immediately froze. Yeah, it right. seemed like there was a blast that froze everything. Right, so they didn't like hard freeze like ice. There, there was like a magical component to the cold that specifically targeted and murdered humans. So they, oh. it was sort of not quite like a, you just turned into a, a popsicle but like a, you're being like killed by this cold thing and it just sort of sits on the, uh, it was like a magical okay. cold, right? It wasn't just like regular freezing to death. Yeah, it was, it was an attack as much as a, a freeze. But what, but what yeah. that effect wore off after some time. And then yeah, like that's a big burst that goes out and kills yeah. everything and then it just, you know, it fades and dissipates, but they're still frozen in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's why they all turned to pus afterwards as well because they had been like destroyed by the cold blast. Right, and then like their insides had just been like melted and goof liquefied because they right. were yeah. So yeah. if we had frozen to death, we would not have we would not have ever gooped because we no. we never got hit. Okay, correct. Yeah. All right. Um. So was there anything special about the last queen's coronation? Where was that? Was, was it queen... done in secret or something? No, yeah. it was done in in conquest, um, mm -hmm. and in public, and she was going to be. She's like a badass spellcaster who was going to come and be in charge and she was the one who was organizing the creation of Yaromir and so as the Scrags are learning that this is going to be happening they're working tirelessly to like get the orb to the next power level to overwhelm the humans and kill everything um, and then they, those two events happen to coincide. And the four people in Thelmontarius's dungeon that was Queen D? That was her... Queen D's daughter. Queen daughter. Yeah, and, and like her handmaiden and a, and a wizard and a knight to keep her knight. safe. Yeah. Okay. Everything gets cold and like, take the princess, send her to like, keep her safe. And so they go down to the dungeons. And oh, like, that wasn't a ritual. That was just them trying to protect the princess. They were just trying to save her. And that's why they had the like, orb, the dome over her. The, what spell did you have? Um, tiny, tiny hut. hut. Yeah. Tiny hut. They used like the tiny hut to keep the cold at bay for a few days until the wizard couldn't memorize spells fast enough. And then, you know, he they didn't keep it death. going and they froze to death and died. Yeah. Why was the Orb of Imprisonment in Caledonia and not Arcadia? I think that's from another campaign as well that I haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, it's from Misclicks. Um, I don't know. Why is Nick in England and not in Japan? Good point. Um, oh, I've got a little bit of Heroes Graveyard crossover that I'm curious about now because I see it in the document. Uh, is Hagatha from Heroes Graveyard from Arcadia. Was she a scrag in disguise? No, no. But I would love to find a way to bring her to Arcadia because I really enjoyed Hagatha. She's okay. super cool. <laughs> she she was good. Uh, and then was Dendron uh, a pre-freeze wizard? What, what's Dendron's whole deal? Because his thing was around for a long time, right? Dendron? But that island was newly appeared in Faerun. Dendron? Who the fuck is Dendron? Dendron, Dread Knight, the wizard guy quest giver. Everywhere. He was the one with like the tower where you had to like know his oh, name. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so he's just a, a regular Caledonian dude. He's like a, a Caledonian oh, wizard so he's in of Caledonia. much Yeah, yeah. He's a, a Caledonian wizard of much repute who was sort of playing both humans and scrags against each other. So we could have found his tower. Yeah, theoretically. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was around. So what, this this guy survived the the freeze. No. 
Oh, so he froze in his tower. Yeah, or, or, uh, or died before that, or something. Yeah, he, he either died or gone. took yeah. off. Yeah, he he never made an appearance, but his right. shit was, was around. No, he was yeah. dead in Heroes Graveyard. Sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah, he was he was long dead. His tower was around, and we had to like learn his name to get deeper in, and then we killed his ghost daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that Word. was his tower that the Nulls were on. That was one of his towers, maybe. He had a few scattered around the place. Mm-hmm. I don't were any really... of the ghosts particular NPCs or special in any way? Uh, I didn't name them, <laughs> but many of the ghosts were noble dead that, you know, died horribly. And, never and hookers. Fucking and ghosts. hookers, yes, yes, and prostitutes. What, did Queen? Did the queen have a ghost somewhere? No. No? Uh, no. Well, she kind of gave up her soul to become part of Yarmir, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. So Yaramir, I mean, there was that mad knight who was like addressing everyone as weird things, but then a few other people also addressed Yaramir as your highness or your majesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's because like he's got queen souls in him. Yeah. And king okay. souls in him. Oh. What um, about that bottomless pit? Fucking like a, a 50 foot pit with darkness cast at the yeah. bottom yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then we, spikes we inside the other spot. And that's what got me thinking that. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, did Bokasa die? I remember they like bailed him out on a stretcher after we almost killed him, and then I couldn't quite shoot him while they were getting away. He died. Yes, he died of his wounds. They didn't get to him to safety, but they desperately tried to, and I wanted to obfuscate that as well to leave it as a possibility that might, he might be alive and come back, but he, he was dead. He was definitely okay. dead. Yeah, you guys got him. Good job. Goddamn nulls. <laughs> 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 Wow, we've gone through most of this document. Yeah. Were the, the, the skitter snaps from Heroes Graveyard, were they Caledonian, or was that just custom for Heroes oh. Graveyard? Uh, they're they made by Dendron, so they're, you know, they're monsters that are around, but they're like wizard creations, so they're yeah. not. They're, they aren't in, they weren't in Frofro. I didn't have any plans for them to be anywhere. Thank God, because those things were terrible. They did D20 damage. It was the worst. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, Neil mentioned this off stream. There was nothing special in Varasi's hand. It was just the asset just had a hand sticking out. So he described it as having a hand sticking out. And uh, and everyone's like, what's in the hand? I'm like, it's a fucking statue. I don't know. It's like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Voltara's dynamic. But nah. What is uh, pink team Knoll leader from the Saltport battle up to these <laughs> days? Was she the one that retreated and survived the battle? I suppose I don't remember, but if I she lived, it, she's in charge. She's the queen in the north now. Yeah. Is yep. she not the one that her entire squad spent the whole encounter trying to climb up that wall? And that was red team. Fucking red team. They were supposed <laughs> to pass those checks and climb on top and wreck you guys from above, but flankers, yeah. Shitty red team. It took them like half the battle to get up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, dragons. Did Frostbite have anything to do with the Scrag Queen, or did it just make its home there because it's cold and chilly as it likes it? Yep. Did it come from the first Prime Material Plane, or did it come from Arcadia? Oh, yeah, where did the dragons come from? Well, okay, so that, that's, like, new, still kind of, like, burgeoning information, right? That dragons are from, like, a another plane entirely. Yeah, I, I that, that is public information that I try not to uh, highlight. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it's definitely it's fine. I mean, it's public. It's out there. Mm-hmm. But I I don't 
I, well, I like the lore that the dragons come from a different plane, like the first plane, but at the same time, I don't want future players to think about that, and I want them just to think dragons are from Arcadia so I can keep surprising people with that information for years and years to come. Um, <laughs> but that might not work anymore. Thanks, um, so where did these dragons come from? Like, the, how Walking did the dragon... They, what? I mean, okay. dragons got to make a home somewhere, right? You grow up here. Yeah. You're no longer a hatchling. Okay, were they make all related, though? I mean, wasn't there some family tree or... Yeah, so... When some of them, some... Yeah, Frostbite was... Mm. Sleet's mother. Sleet was Frostbite's daughter, right? But the other, the other two were independent. Other way around? I thought they were all daughters of the Great Worm, or children of the Great Worm. But... They are all children, I believe. Uh, I, I believe otherwise. I believe it was. I think Sleep was the only one that was related to Frostbite. But um, another one that's interesting, did Sleep kill a Scrag? Uh, is that why there were little bits of Elven Chain all over his lair? No, those are just like artifacts that Sleet had picked up over the years, and treasure had been dragged in, and some of it was like incomplete and got damaged and shit. Why had the Scrags never tried to kill the dragons? Why would they? I don't know. What? I mean... They're peaceful I mean, creatures they're that just want to... who enjoy killing and torturing? Uh, no need to fight. The Scrags live underground in their place. The dragons live above ground in their place, and both are happy to cohabitate. The, uh, Why the hasn't tunnels. Spain ever conquered Portugal, right? Like, Spain has Portugal surrounded. Portugal's so small, but yet they've been allies for fucking hundreds of years. It's bullshit. Yeah, That's my biggest pet peeve about is. Europe, is that Portugal what? still exists. Portugal used to be badass, though, back in the day. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Navy, but there's like a tiny little country surrounded by a much bigger country. Is there a natural barrier there? Is there like a mountain range or something? I have no idea. River. No, but, but Portugal I'm... wasn't always that only small bit of Spain. It could also be political alliances. That yeah. Place. Yeah. I just, I, I think it's necessary to point out that uh, Portugal was conquered by Spain. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Greg. This, this did happen in history. Okay. I just for, I don't... for people in chat, like this is misinformation <laughs> and you're spreading. Like, <laughs> this is fake news. He's, he's been spending too much time in his imaginary like, world where it he gets was, to it was a brief like it was it, it it didn't last, but it was conquered by Spain. This is a Okay, thing but that... so like why has it why did they why is it still not still conquered? Why Spain, isn't all of Middle Europe still German, right? Like... Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> shit happens. Why Why doesn't the powerful creature always win in the end? Because, you know... Well, here's... For those of you who are British and following Brexit, right, the, uh, the main conundrum here is this problem of when we leave the EU, there's going to be a border in Ireland between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland that would be the... That would be the border between the UK and the European Union. It'd be a, a land border. Because there's been historical problems between Ireland and the UK... Having a border there is historically a bad thing. There's a lot of trouble around it. How about this for an alternative solution? We just invade Ireland, <laughs> make the whole thing part of the UK. Now there's no more land border. I don't know. Or give back Northern Ireland. Ireland? Ireland, please invade well, yeah. and take over England. Yeah, or just like uh, give back Northern Ireland. That, that might we, be nice. That actually probably would be the best solution, but there is no yeah. way that a British prime minister would allow that to happen, right? Yeah. Well, then I guess we just need to elect a Welshman as the leader of the, the UK. <laughs> yeah, we should have a Welsh PM. A Welshman would be British, Neil. Fuck. All right, what do the Welsh have on their flag? Dragon. dragon. A dragon. Speaking of dragons, what do they do after the campaign? Do they get sucked into the... Uh... Yeah, they get moved or... to. Yeah, the whole island moves with the dragons, and then they're like, where the fuck are we? It's no longer cold. Time to move. So they invade Faerun. 
I guess. I don't know. That's not Faerun's not my world. Heroes Graveyard's my one foray into Faerun. And it Faerun, will... I think the point of Faerun is it's everyone's world, right? I, it's I just guess. like a mishmash of every fantasy ever. Yeah. And any anyone can show up in the yep. streets of whatever at the I suppose. Streets. But, yeah, I can't remember yeah. the names of the towns. We but... we won't really be seeing any more crossover with Faerun. Yeah. But you know, I DM always lies, so <laughs> uh, I remember when I called you an unreliable narrator and you got so like pissy with me and I couldn't I couldn't tell if I'd actually struck a nerve or not but I want this clip of like the DM always lies yes Neil is an unreliable narrator at times you can't trust everything sometimes he makes some piece of cannon like there are no birds here he swears he's got a good reason for it that he can't remember I and that too because I was like did I actually make Neil mad like I didn't uh... know no, I, I'm just, I got a chip on my shoulder. I get pissy easily. I, <laughs> I'm kind of an asshole and I apologize. The proof, the proof. Right? Yes, I was yes. Right. You, you were trying. right, Greg. Everyone who said that Hardcore Heroes is the sequel to, I'm sorry, Heroes Graver is the sequel to uh, Frozen Frontier is right. I lied to you for a year and a half about this shit. I'll keep lying to you. You say that there, looking back, I'm trying to remember the last time you were annoyed. What was the point that you were most annoyed in the campaign with what we were doing? Oh, Ooh, that is when you guys were in like the the second zone where you're fighting all the gnolls and the greater gnolls, and there was this like we have to kill the dragon, and Greg's like we don't have to kill the dragon, guys. You're like we have to kill the dragon. And I'm just saying like I don't care if you kill the dragon or don't kill the dragon. Just like fucking pick a decision. The party was like going back and forth for two sessions on what they that, couldn't yeah. and I think do. Many, I mean, out of character, I, we thought we had to kill the dragon. I thought that was a major I point. Was, I, I thought it was like to win the win Frozen Frontier, you have to eventually kill the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Greg was totally right. You don't have to kill the dragon. You do yeah. whatever the fuck you wanted to do. And killing the dragon was great, and it gave you great loot that helped you move forward. But, like, whatever. But So that was my Greg's, most frustrating Greg's moment. particular argument was that there would be suicides to try and kill the dragon, I believe. Yeah, and right. you have to say it yourself. basically was, except it, for the fact that we, we engaged on really good terms. It was yeah. near it to suicide. Either way. Yeah. But as it, as it turns out, William and Grimes are dragon slayers. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's not the time you were most annoyed, Neil. The time you were most annoyed is when I was riding the back of the dragon and you were trying really I'm hard pissed you didn't let him take it down. I know, yeah, that was awful. And then after the fact, chat dug up that rule that creatures can't fly if they're below half HP. It's fine um, now. You should, yeah, interesting. You should have given him that kill. I did not know that. What yeah, kill? I didn't either. I was you like, should have let, like, let William ride the dragon down. What? So the dragon should have been like a little bitch and be like, "All right, William, just kill me." If like the how dragon should have played that by that the been? rules and not no, been able cool. to fly away. And yeah. he's still angry about it. Ridiculous! <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> so creatures can't fly? Like almost all of the Yeah, they, the dragon healed three HP a night instead of one HP a night. I know that made you guys angry. That seemed fair enough. I mean, it was yeah. we grumbled about it, but. I, sure. I just remember dragon can have a and then it was at like 60 or 70 percent when we next saw it like two days later and it was just like mm. uh... yeah that was fun we did the yeah that uh, we stomped that last dragon like twice right we mm -hmm. almost killed it twice and it flew away mm -hmm. yeah 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 chat got super pissed about the dragon not being able to bite something on its back they're like that which what? to me was really irritating 
you let it bite right with some uh, yeah i said it could bite william and everyone was like a dragon biting its back that's insane it's like what have you ever seen a duck or a goose i took like, issue with it biting its back without while flying like when you watch geese fly they got their neck straight ahead for optimal aerodynamics i think yeah, if they if would turn goose... around and scratch their back they'd like spiral down and which i think is what happened the dragon like, lost yeah, altitude he... in the process yeah yeah it was fine chat got Matt super pissy fun. It was it was some, some good hearted salt. <laughs> I think every time that like something unexpected and bad happens, chat gets super fucking salty oh, about yeah. it. <laughs> you know? Unexpected and good too. Like the they were they were up in arms about that Noel cleric sparing us. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think chat gets saltier than the players do, and I, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true, yeah. That's definitely mm-hmm. true. And we usually pretend to be saltier than we are to fuel their uh, their drama. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You might. I I, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> it's like this is a hundred percent. I'm actually salty. I, I get salty, but I I don't know. It's yeah. pretty like salt is pretty surface level, right? Like you get over it pretty quick. You you stop caring really quickly. I think where I, where I get most salty is when I feel like it I it wasn't for the sake of a better story. Like I mm. I look at our characters as playthings to you know as part of the overall goal of telling these inter- fun stories and playing mm-hmm. these cool games. So when some bullshit happens and it's not cool for the story, it's like, what is even going on here? Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. Like the wear seal overturning our boat and killing us in the river. Would you have ever actually ever done that, Neil? I really didn't want to, but if you guys were being reckless, I would have threatened you with it. And if you continue to be reckless, I would have said, well, let's play this game, bitches. But, but did, and... you roll a, did you roll a dice every time to see if we encountered a wear seal on the river when we were going over on the boat? Uh, I think we only did it once. I think you only did it once, and I don't think I rolled for it at that point in time. Like, I had rolled that day's encounter, and it had been something else. But you did threaten us with it that, that day. That's Yeah. Yeah. The eel. Chat's, chat's bringing up the eel. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. That, <laughs> I, think, I think my saltiest moment was when he wouldn't let me cast a spell underwater. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments of playing DD uh, with you guys. It was that whole episode with the when Darth came back with the spell book being chased mm-hmm. by the werewolves so it was so much fun. i was amazed like i thought he was just gonna die and the <laughs> fact that neil so let that work and he like snuck in and got it i was just like what yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is like unprecedented territory for, for neil <laughs> player yeah yeah that was good all right here's some post-game q a questions did the success of the party on caldonia have anything to do with the war in arcadia or did it have any effect on the war in arcadia did we i don't feel like we we're that successful actually you I brought back it. fat stacks of wealth, which yeah. are definitely going to play an influence. And you've also, it will be influential. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. am sort of building out a, a way of deciding how the war plays out. And I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but Drekus mm-hmm. is definitely going to have like a, a stronger positioning. That's our hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It how would be long? cool to try and turn this into some sort of war game. Like mech- mechanize it somehow and make the different factions and find a way to gamify it. Yeah, I sort of have that going down. I'm building armies for all the different armies in the different areas and we're gonna mm-hmm. battle them around and then as our Cuban knights and gnome stones and catacombs, the other two shows in Arcadia at this time, play with things uh that have will you change. Ever seen the stars of that number rule book? Oh yeah, that has a, okay. a faction turn system. They in it, have, which is a, they have a GM kind of turn for stars mm-hmm. that number to be played by the GM with spreadsheets. And yeah, and each faction is basically a character or a unit, and they've got like HP, they have, and they can take actions. They have units, and, yeah. 
Yeah. They have units and they have yeah exactly. It, it, Ryan's exactly right. I think that might Neil, be something. Neil hates reading oh. other systems. He just likes to reverse yeah. engineer them uh, from the ground up. But at the end of the day, the way Neil tells the stories, I feel like the fate of the war will be in the hands of the guys from Kubernetes and yeah. the guys from GCC, Maybe. right? Yeah. How how screwed is Eridon out of out of curiosity? Do you, do you don't even know? They've been reduced <laughs> to ashes, right? They're they're no longer a kingdom. Stromheim still stands, doesn't it? As a city, but the kingdom of Eridon is shattered. Yeah, um, I assume like uh, Fortune is the one with uh, Count Vicious. Uh, yeah, I assume yeah, that's yeah. going to be fine. He's just fine. <laughs> Vicious um, is probably going to be. He's fine. right by Heatstroke, though, which is right where the demons are. Yeah, the the oh, demons have true. been lowing, laying low and keeping quiet, but they are not done. It's all right. So, Somebody, I, I know a couple of guys. Like, they're uh, waiting for their lord and master, Baron Georg Drumgeist, to come and lead them to victory. Yeah, we've got a lot of problems happening in Arcadia right now. We've got, like, <laughs> a big-ass red dragon who's fucking shit up. We've got mm -hmm. a, a vampire lord who's just chilling, but is possibly ready to act. We've got, like, a vampire that's recently been released. We've got Georg, not yeah. Georg, uh, Malsifer raising undead armies. You know, and then we've got these and, other wars that are and happening. And our greatest heroes, the dragon slayers of Caldonia, get teleported <laughs> off to Faerun. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's why it's up to the the players in Akuba Knights to sort of like solve the Arcadian problem. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it could end up with Arcadia being completely and utterly destroyed, and we have to move on to a new play environment. <laughs> or maybe My... they'll like subjugate it, or maybe they'll liberate it, or maybe they'll mm -hmm. conquer it and then invade Solemn. I don't know, but. Anything can happen. Mm -hmm. I uh, one of my thoughts for where to go with like Van Helsing Malkai was to kill that red dragon specifically to get access to Mithril again. Ooh. <laughs> we won't yeah. be able to kill the red dragon. No, it, makes more, but, it would make more sense for us to try and kill the shadow dragon than it would to kill But there is a, uh, a source of Mithril in Arcadia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's controlled by the red dragon is the problem. Mm. Uh, is it? There's the, we've also got a Mithril mine uh, infested with Growl and Zweihard uh, was... In a Dyson with Death campaign, a methyl yeah. mine has been found. Nice. Secret that the dwarves are keeping to themselves. Yeah. Not sharing Even with the rest dwarves. Of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Dwarven yeah. land disputes. How strong is the strongest dwarf? Could Malachi go in Gaseous Cloud the whole? What's it called? Gaseous Cloud. What's it called? <laughs> Death Cloud. Cloud kill. <laughs> cloud kill. Yeah. I don't. How, how, what is cod kill, what is how does cod kill work? Like you're if you've got less than five hit die, you just die without a save. So I think Zwihard <laughs> is five. Okay. And he's right. not even the he's not he's just like a small dwarven lord. No, I don't think you could kill all the dwarfs. No. And then if you kill the dwarfs, who's gonna forge the mithril for you? Right, right. You have to threaten to cloud kill them and say if you make Van Helsing mithril armor, we'll go away. Dwarves have innate <laughs> magic resistance, don't they? Or is they it do. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, just poison. Oh yeah, cloud kill is a poison. It's the out no, of the save if you don't get a save. No, yeah, they don't get they don't get um they get it to poison. I don't think they get it to magic. I think that's a dragon age thing. I they get that, it in dragon age. Yeah, I think gnomes and halflings and Tui get saves to magic. Saves I mean, spell I'm looking, and rod stabs and wands, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking a look here. Okay. Do uh, people on Arcadia talk about the heroes of Caldonia, or do they not even know anything about Kel William? Does the court know? Huh? Has Prince Sella forgotten about William? No one's. They, they haven't forgotten about you. You've just been. You know, they've been busy. 
so people know of you, people in high ranks, but since this mission was initially like a, a secret while you're there trying to like gather the wealth without other people knowing, mm -hmm. uh, the information hasn't spread too far. So the upper echelon will know, but I kind of feel like you guys are going to become like the lost legends that sort mm -hmm. of maybe you can find a footnote in history about and you guys had this huge impact, but, I, but I would no like one you really... to keep sprinkling in the little Caledonian treasures, right? So there's we've sent back like a bunch of Caledonian coins, and then there's the those magic crystals. Mm -hmm. There were yep. a few like scrag plus three. Yep, yeah, we've few scrag wet magic weapons that sent back. So yep. I would yep. encourage okay. you to sprinkle that throughout. Well, the we've seen Caledonian cash cropping up in GTC, and we will see other stuff as they they trickle through. Yeah. I heard. I, th I think I read in the Discord that there were some references to Grimes and or William in one of the gnomes, tomes, and catacombs things. Yeah, one of Can the someone players. Someone Did they do it? Did they do it? Uh, one of the players passed a couple of climbing checks, and he's like, "I think I'm a descendant of Grimes," <laughs> even okay. though it like takes place in the same time. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. It did upset me though, because the guy with the Caldonian coins was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, we got some knights over there doing some shit. I don't really know what it is." I'm yeah. Sorry. You ungrateful little shit. <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side, I mean, that's probably what a Caledonian noble would think of yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh, dwarves do get bonus. Or, sorry, a Dracissian. Dracissian, yes. Dwarves get bonus magic resistance? Yeah, they get bonus to saves, uh, same as their and poison. Spell. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to wands, spells, rods, stabs, all that stuff. Sweet. Goddamn dwarves. But you don't get a save unless you're level five, so. Yep. What else have we got? Uh, Is there anything on this document we haven't really covered? Um, there's still some post game stuff. Let's see. Blah blah blah. Shenanigans crossover? No. How did Zara, the Null Cleric of Velthara, know Grimes' real name? And why did um, she let uh, us Because Velthara told her cleric what had happened. You know that the these people have come, and she showed the cleric visions of your past and who you were, and kind of told her cleric what the fuck was going on. Um, and then when you guys showed up, she knew it was what. Why didn't she help us, though? Because you gave her an ultimatum. You said, join us or die. Right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, you all these, like, attempts that William has to, like, work right, with you know, people I, all I, turn I, into look. subjugation. That's all like, here's a tinder box. Do you want to fight us? If you don't oh, fight no. us, I'm going to kill you. Okay, I'm gonna fucking kill you now. Oh, right? this is Grimes' fault. If Grimes had said, "Here, William, <laughs> you take the ring, you speak to the Nulls," I feel like it would have gone a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Blame the translator. Uh huh. I will blame the uh -huh. translator. Grimes I actually have... had what he was saying. Grimes did have. Uh, I think Greg said this, and it was my favorite quote from the show that Grimes had a miraculous ability to mistranslate common into common. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Grimes' translations were great. Because yeah, he's not a translator, and he sort of messed up a detail here or two that sort of changed mm -hmm. the tone of things. It's fantastic. I, I, I really enjoy those moments because I feel that the real history of the real world turns often on small little events like that, um, mm -hmm. where you know something isn't translated right, or someone shows up at the sandwich shop at the right time or whatever by accident. Yep. And so the Grimes like slightly mistranslating something having a huge impact on the game i i enjoy personally yeah quite a bit. no I, I thought so all right richard is not a member of the family crime syndicate <laughs> no he is not no or is he and there's another weird one like no the family did not kill grimes's father 
Oh, what's up yeah, with the uh, backstory? Out of curiosity, what's up with William's wife? Because she went um, silent after a pretty short while. Yeah, because her father was kind of like, well, I don't know if William's going to survive this. I'm going to try and like protect my daughter's heart by, you know, getting a little separation from her husband who may not return from war. Like, let's mm. distract her with other things. I don't want her to go into an eternal depression if he dies. Was the fire that burnt the house down lit on purpose or was that just some fortunate accident? Of course it was lit on purpose yeah <laughs> but why to what end though uh I th- shit what was the situation surrounding that there's a reason um if the, when the house burned down he was able to move other people to a different estate or i think something. it was it to move the family into his house was that i think it was? it was something along the lines of like move the family into his house gain grimes's territory or uh william's territory and like redo it in a certain way or something shit i don't have notes on this stuff mm-hmm and so it was to further his own ends and, you know, solidify his power a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I have a few elven ones here that are pretty interesting. Lock it up. Uh, did island elves know about the Scrags? Would they have helped the party in dealing with them? Island elves? What are island elves? The ones, ones right around the Zeratan. Oh, yeah. Uh, they... I don't know if they know about the Scrags, actually. Okay. But if they... we had explained it to them, they may have helped us. No, they're druids. They're just here to like return trees yeah, they're to Caledonia. They're, they're not probably mad at our gratuitous use of firewood. Yes, <laughs> and they would probably try and like flee from you, and they wouldn't let you on their Zeraton. And... Well, actually, I was gonna say, how would the Elven druids have generally reacted if the party had made it to the Mobile Rock Island? I think they would have been like, "Who the fuck are you? What are you doing here? Humans in Caledonia? That hasn't been seen for such a long time. Go away. Leave us alone. <laughs> Stop taking our trees." Yeah. Uh, no, William's wife did not fuck around on William. Thank you very much. What about now that he's in uh, Forgotten Realms? <laughs> she doesn't know that he's gone. She'll remarry if she survives once they're assured William is gone forever. Mm. How can you ever be sure? Is this like an Odysseus journey? Uh, I think her dad at a certain point's like, well, he's not coming back. Sweetie, let's get higher rank in society. Since Phaeron is managed by other DMs, is it not possible that I could no. just play a session no. with another DM and get him to teleport me back to... No. <laughs> I mean, sure, you could get that campaign to be run, but it would have no cannon. And then they're never going to let you keep your D12 flaming longsword. Yeah. 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 Sad times. <clears throat> All right. Nick, I'll run that campaign for you right now. It'll be it'll be over in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do all the questions? I'm um, looking, I feel like we've done that haven't been answered, but I think we've selected. And uh, I, how, I, how are the strike holes straight? I assume they're just the same spell that they used to dig. Magic. Yeah, I don't know if they dug it out themselves or if just like the innate magic flowing in these directions like eroded the the mountains and created the crystals in the same way that like crystal formations and caves are created by like um, acidic water moving through them, you know. There's one here that I don't remember, but Greg might remember, and you might remember. What was the weird ice lich thing Greg found while he was doing spooky magic stuff in the clouds overhead? I don't remember that personally. I don't remember that either. What's the I ice lich? Didn't make any sense to me. I don't think there were any ice liches. Yeah, Greg, are you an ice lich? Uh, no, but I made one. I think. Uh, I feel like I was doing. I, I think I remember what they're talking about. I was doing my skywalking crap. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like following the fog, and I went up like 
above the fog to like look around i think and there was like an evil presence right like i think i remember feeling an evil presence but i don't think it was more than that i don't think i actually saw an ice ledge mm. right or maybe it wasn't quote unquote evil but like a menacing <laughs> presence or something like that like yeah something like could have been the orb itself perhaps if it was sentient yeah, I don't remember what that was. Uh, okay. Why were there polar bears in Caledonia? Were they there before the freezing, or were they summoned afterwards? So when the world, when Caledonia froze, the gods sort of picked whatever favorite creatures they wanted and saved them. So, uh, oh, actually, I used to have a list of this in my brain, but one god, um, uh, Nadinus, no, not Nadinus, Nerul, saved the, the, the giants, giants and turned them That's from like hill giants trying. to frost giants. And then Velthara saved the the gnolls and turned them from regular gnolls to like gnolls that could survive in the, the cold conditions. And someone who, saved who the, kobolds the kobolds. And I don't remember who picked the kobolds. Someone <laughs> picked the kobolds and someone picked bears and someone picked it's this. And they like... Jack's all right. Picked the kobolds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so all the gods like Noah's Ark, their favorite creatures and That's allow cool. them to survive. I like the idea that they all sort of met around the table and were like, okay, I'll take the gnolls. Mm -hmm. What are you going to take? I'm going to take the kobolds. Like, no, 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 no. No, you can't have any kobolds here. Yeah, yeah. just do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Who chose, you know, sea wolves? Fucking weirdo. Oh, yeah. Those are wolf, gnoll, troll combinations. Yeah. Ooh. The guy who came up with that idea, I just feel, must have got blessed. I, I think that is Malchus right there. Yeah, that's, that's Malchus. Malchus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it's got to be Jack saluted the kobolds. I can just imagine him, like, being drunk at that meeting. <laughs> no, we like, need kobolds! Say, Jack like, I don't care. Just well, he got really excited about kobold counting, actually. Like, he, there was a kobold servant, and he was like, bring me a drink! And he was like, how many drinks? And he was like, one and one and one and one, and he really liked it. <laughs> that's how many drinks! Excellent! Let's save all the kobolds! <laughs> yeah. Um, did Sleet have malevolent feelings towards the party before oh, yeah. he saw my shield? Yeah, what was the what was the moment where Sleet became an enemy? Uh, I think the moment Sleet becomes an enemy is when you guys have that big-ass battle and you kill all the gnolls, and Sleet's like, oh, shit. They're a real threat all of a sudden. Yeah. Like They're not mm -hmm. just like random humans cruising around. Like These are dangerous monsters that I need to get rid of. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense, right? That doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, but sleep was dragons? a. Uh... Was frostbite a great worm? Probably. Well, like totally unkillable, right? Unless we would love. I didn't have stats for it. Yeah. So sleet was defined as young. Uh, squall yep. and gale were defined as adults. Right. Um, hold on. I think I have some more stuff for you about dragons Fuck, where was not. uh the where was mom sleeping she's sleeping that big mass on the right side um right here yeah she's cruising in this area but we thought we were waking up the i thought we were waking up the great worm and dropping rocks on her head yeah but this was an interesting moment because you guys i the way that i remember that is i described this like resting this amphitheater thingy but without anything particularly in it at that moment. And then you guys were like, well, there's a dragon there and it's frostbite. And I'm like, well, that's definitely not frostbite. She's not there. And I don't even think there was a dragon there when you first saw it, but it is a place where dragons will come and rest. So when you went back there, Gale was chilling there. Um, but I, you never saw frostbite until volcano started busted and she started cruising around. Yep. 
it's fortunate because if we'd have tried that on Frostbite, it probably would have had too much yeah. HP left. Yeah. yeah, she's she's too big. Uh, let's see what else have we got in here. Um, surely the resounding success that is the Caledonian expedition more than makes up for the Akuba Knights and Gnomes Terms and Catacombs. Crew's playing right into the hands of Scoria. I'd say that's a yes on that one. I guess someone's still got to take all these uh, Cal- all this Caledonian loot and turn it against Scoria, right? Mm-hmm. There was a, a cool thing with the giants that never got fully fleshed out, actually. Um, their king, Gordoth, is one of the original ones who survived the freeze, and the giants can sort of, like, <coughs> sleep in a sort of stasis, and so there are a lot of giants around, and every now and then, King Gordoth comes back, and, like, they reanimate him to solve some sort of, like, dispute between the giants, and there was a, a whole history of giant lore where there were wars fought between the giants and shrines and temples erected, and Gordoth comes back and, like, helps out and then disappears again, but we never got to see him. Wasn't Gordoth the king that we were talking with? Yeah, um, at least we called him that. We thought he was. Oh, no, current king is Gordoth. Hold on, who's the other king? The first king, you mean. The first uh, giant king. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Oh, it's somewhere. I don't know why I can't find any of my notes anymore. I think we might be out of questions. I think so. Yeah, I think we're gone done through most here. of it. Yeah. Uh, so, would there have been any way to use the crystals against the Scrags? I don't think so. I don't Greg think could power. figure it out. I don't know about the rest of you. <laughs> I mean, you did, you did. We didn't use them to eliminate that whole hallway, right? Yeah. Was there any advantage in us blowing up the volcanoes? Uh, that's what started a destabilization process for the magic, which you know started uh, screwing some things up. So had you destabilized both uh hold on, are we looking at the map yeah we're looking at the map so we have four volcanoes one of them is used to power scrag stasis chambers and that's okay, all yeah. it does uh the other two volcanoes power the the orb so if you destabilize both these volcanoes then the orb itself would have freaked out and fucked up and fucked off with the world um destabilizing one of them is enough to cause problems with the orb and its ability to function what about um, the middle one? That's the when middle we had the one, final fight, right? Yeah, I guess the middle one is also is. involved with the orb, but the, these two are like the, the side thrusters on the main thruster that is the rocket ship that is Caldonia. So if we'd have just blew up the volcano but not thrown the Scrags into it, would they have woken up or would they have all just died? If you had blown up the volcano without throwing the Scrags in, uh, I think... I would, they probably would have gotten like saving throws and some of yeah. them would have died and some of them would have escaped. Good job we didn't do that. Yeah. I had a whole note on like giant history and lore. A whole document on it. It's fucking gone. Was there any other way of uh, defeating the Scrags other than like a direct combat and killing the queen at the end? I, I don't have any in mind, but you know, there oftentimes players solve things in ways I don't expect. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, here we go. Here's our giant history. Oh, here we go. Okay, now I can answer more questions about dragons. I found my shit in this other place where I keep notes. Why so, Sleet was 100 years old and had sided with frost giants and gnolls to help kill. The previous dragon, Storm, who had that lair. 
Um, Squall and Gale were siblings with Storm, and they were all children of Frostbite. Um, and so then, like, Sleet shows up, allies with Giants and Gnolls to kill Storm, take Storm's place, and Squall and Gale are like, whatever, that's fine. I don't give a shit. And Frostbite's like, I don't give a shit. I'm an evil dragon. One of my kids dies, that's their problem. And moved on. Yeah. So Sleet was the only one that wasn't related to Frostbite? Yeah. Okay, so I had that the wrong way there. Yeah. Frostbite right. was 1,600 years old. Uh, so hmm. she had probably had lots of, like, like rotations of children that had been had lived and probably been killed by other dragons and there had probably been like a whole dragon ecology of coming and going and staying and dying yeah yeah cranus was the first king was the first giant king that's right yeah um druids began to reforest caldonia 150 years after everything froze over well they've been out for a long time mm-hmm Yep. On the uh, map, there's a frost giant right by Fort Pass. How can we never run into that? That was the one that we fought at Fort Pass, right? No, we fought it up by the tower, by near Saltport. Um, uh, the thing at Fort Pass isn't... It's a, a shrine. It is a frost giant shrine to Tempos. It's got a, a crack in the ground with noxious fumes and priests who hibernate between visits so they live a very long time and a trio of honor guards. So you could get like visions of the future from that place. That was sick. That's cool. Yeah. But there are three giants guarding it? Yep. Somehow we missed that. Uh, you guys just never climbed that mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, here's a couple that we didn't answer. Uh, if any of the characters could go back in time and were able to change something, would they? I think Gary Jack put this. Amelie, right? Oh, right. Well, oh, I mean, not if we directly answered it, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I think William regrets letting uh, Yarame give the amulet to Amelie. Mm -hmm. Is there well, anything I could have done to convince you, Greg? Probably. I think you would have died anyways. I don't think you would have done. I think, yeah, I think that fight right there, I would have died anyways. Yeah, I'm I pretty sure have, the numbers were so high. I would have. I the the amulet only gave me 15 AC. The their rolls to hit were were consistently way above that. Yeah. yeah, I would I, have survived exactly one more round, but okay, I didn't yeah. really have a lot to to do. Yeah. And I I did the thing that I thought gave me the best chance to like make the fight go quick, um, which is the way the way I think that. Uh, would the highest chance for Yarmir to survive was to just output massive amounts of damage. Sometimes mm -hmm. the best defense is a good offense. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. in D&D, because there's really no such thing as a tank in this game. Yeah. Well, I think we've sort of answered all the questions, and I'm content with this thus far. Are, are you guys? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. All right. The only last one is uh, what's next for all the uh, all the players. Well, at some point in the future, once... Gnome Tomes and Catacombs and Kuba Knights and all those other people fuck up and get killed. <laughs> I would love to get this group back together again because you guys are a lot of fun to play with. I feel like we've got really good chemistry between us mm -hmm. and I just, I thoroughly enjoy all of our sessions together. So without putting any solid dates on the table, um, I would very much like to, to play again in the future, you know? Yeah, so sometime... Definitely. When as long as you give me better. like advance warning, I'll try and like clear clear that yeah. bit on my schedule. Yeah, I, but whenever it is that we'll figure something out, we'll be like three or four months before it actually happens, probably. So we'll mm -hmm. give you plenty of heads up, and you, I, 
assuming that you all still want to play with us, then, then that's something we'll do. Hopefully I didn't run you all away. <laughs> yeah, as long as I haven't pissed you all off with my asshole nature as a DM. Um, yeah. That'd We're so all assholes here. We're in good company. Yeah, yeah. speak for yourself. <laughs> Nick, Nick, you are the only British person here. You are like the genuine transcendent asshole of the group. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that, but I'll assume that you mean that I'm not an asshole, so I'll take that. <laughs> um, Neil, I know you want Sundays off, but can we do Malachi and that every now and again on a Sunday? Or we Absolutely. Have to yeah, we can do Malachi and Van on Sundays for stuff, and we'll, we'll Malsifer will keep going, and Greg has a show on Saturdays, and I, I will do. find a time to grab Greg for other things when we're both <laughs> free. Um, so this is hopefully not the end of these lovely faces. Um, hopefully we will can see we will see them around longer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely uh, find yeah. some time to slot in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine... We'll play much, many more sessions of D and D in the next few decades. Just need a break to uh, refresh our creative juices, right? Yeah, yeah. We're all out of ideas. What's the next campaign? <laughs> That's actually didn't you were in wait were you there for this i think everyone except greg was there we were like talking after hardcore heroes about to do and like the whole fro fro thing started because i was like what's going on with this like the southern tip this little like this little bit of frozen stuff you got down here what's that little like grayed out town what's going on down there <laughs> and then that, that literally turned into like a two hour long discussion about how we could make a, a frozen frontier campaign and to be honest, I wasn't super psyched at the time. When you were suggesting this, I'm like, oh God, I don't, that doesn't sound like fun, but whatever my players <laughs> want to do is what I'm going to end up doing because they that'll be more fun. And it turned out great. It turned out fantastic. It was a good idea to trust in you. Yeah. I, um, any, any future game I'd like to try the new cleric system out. It sounds great. Oh, what's the new cleric system? I know nothing about it. Oh, it's, it's just watch Akuban Knights. The main difference, <laughs> I think, Sean, is that the spells are weaker, but you're not limited in how many you can cast, sort of thing. And then they're more specific to the individual gods. So, mm -hmm. Marcus sure. Cleric's much more likely to have spells that are aligned to him. But yeah, you and, can cast them as much as you want. Yeah, and I, I, weaker is maybe different. Uh, it's a power scope change. So, like, clerics of Martha get a healing blessing, and it will just restore any wound of five hp or less is restored so it, it, there's also a wound tracking system involved and the like wound a cleric of, really like yeah yep. a cleric of a uh, jexel has like flat advantage on any attempt to persuade or deceive anyone ever they're just like really believable and everyone's always kind of like focus yeah so there's they're like abilities that they have that are far reaching and can happen at all points in time but their power is sort of capped so they're just like a, a really steady, consistent buff across the board. But you have to be... So a lot of their abilities are dependent on... How do you say? The faith the, the, of the... The faith of the person they're casting on. So there's an right. ability called Battle Hymn. And anyone who's adorned with the, the sigils of the god who is <laughs> the cleric is of, that's casting Battle Hymn. That was a word salad. I, I, I just love that you've never read or played Hackmaster in any capacity because every time you tell me this thing that you just homebrewed, I'm like, oh yeah, that's literally a system in Hackmaster. <laughs> yeah, there's man. a system, if you cast a spell on somebody in Hackmaster, if you cast it on somebody who's anointed to your faith, it has a stronger effect. See, yeah, yeah. But this, <laughs> these are like no effect if you're not anointed. Or uh, yeah, yeah. But then they get like miracles as well, which is really cool. So like every now and again, if the time is right and if it satisfies a particular need for that god, like I think Malchus at level five 
Marcus Curran cast an earthquake. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. So they get, I like that. Yeah, but those are require uh, actual intervention from your god. So you've got blessings that you can do at will, and then miracles where you... So your god like, comes um, down and judges your action and either goes with it or doesn't go with it. Yeah, so it's a little bit like the um, the 5e one. You have, like, the, the way to make divine contact in 5th edition. Ooh, I don't know anything about that. I don't remember how it works. Well, like you you now have permission to talk to your DM. Yeah, <laughs> like level 7 or something, you can, like, talk to your god and be like, hey, help me out a little? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then sometimes they can do it. Yeah. 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 Um, and there's a new wizard spell system too. I like the way we've been tinkering with wizards lately. It's fun. Right. The new cleric system feels fitting for clerics, but all the varied wizard things, like right? going from mm-hmm. in hardcore heroes and Georg era doing like the very by the book wizards, more mm-hmm. or less. Mm-hmm. To um, Yaramir's to Yaramir with his tattoo casting, mm-hmm. to this uh, uh, MP based conjurer that. Uh, oh, I like, I, I like mana systems. That's. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Kuba Knights has a mana system for their conjurers, for their spellcasters, and a whole brand new spell list with brand new spells that are, some of them are pretty cool. I'm really happy about them. There's a a duplicate item spell that I'm particularly proud of, where you just like, you hold one thing in your hand and cast it, and then the closest object, the closest thing that matches that nearby appears in your other hand. So like, Mm -hmm. you could hold a sword and conjure like the sword from the closest person to you, as long as they're like similar types of swords. Yeah. Kuba Knights is what edition? Second? It is second, it's heavily modified second. To the I, I, you, you like I, swap between 5e and 2e a lot, and I never know which one you're doing for your games. He's always doing 2e. I, yeah, but he pulls in a lot of 5e games. I, I do 5e with, with new people and like high-profile streamers who want to uh, have a wide reach of their game system. And I do 2e yeah. for the cool people like your who core, are like... Yeah, it's like your core audience. It's like it? the hipster thing to do, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like, we play this old 2E. edition of... Ho- yeah, yeah. Back from the 80s, guys. Yeah. We only played 2E. 2E's the best. Why if somebody turns up and starts streaming 1E, though? What you going to do then? Laugh at them, because why would you want to play 1E? It's just a shitty dungeon crawl. Go to hell. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Although, there is a part of me that... There was a... Once upon a yesteryear, there were, like, tournaments for Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, yeah. And you got, like, scored. You would would get scored based on how well you cleared the dungeon, (laughs) monsters you killed, items you pulled out. I always wonder how There's a part of me in my brain that wants to go get those old 1E adventures, run them in my, like, channel, or run them on Neil's channel or something, and be like, okay, pick your four, Right, you're gonna get a score. Somebody mm-hmm. else pick your four. You're gonna get a score. And like the end of a month or something, like have, have like a list yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like this is the <laughs> rankings. This is the league table. Here's That's your cool. championship. Like that the, would be cool. The month you get like a splat. After point. after two fatal, that can be that can be fatal three fatality. <laughs> I'll have like a scored dungeon crawl with the leaderboard. Did yeah. you say I, fatal three fatality? Yeah. Please make that the official name. That is a concept that's been boinking about in my mind for a little while, and I would love to make that happen. That sounds cool. That sounds like a great use of first edition. First edition was a bit of a disaster. Like, if I were going to do the dungeon crawlers, I'd probably just go back to basic at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm. it had some really interesting stuff in its book. I I thoroughly enjoyed reading the first edition books. Or or maybe I would go to, like, an OSR game and just, like, like, make it Lamentations or something. Yeah. But I think that would be super, super cool. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also want to make Neil play a out of the um, like out of the vault Fallout adventure. 
Like I, I feel like he would be the best vault dweller ever. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I one of my favorite things about uh, like the old Fallout games, like Fallout Two, is that you when you make your character, you can literally print out your character sheet because they were so tied into like the old really? like, pop way of doing things. Yeah, it was literally meant for you to be able to <laughs> export your character sheet from Fallout Two. Back when Fallout was good, like it was, it was very RPG. Like it was very yeah. much tabletop. Like Fallout Two was a RPG. was a really interesting game in that regard. Yeah. Like it was, it was a genuine RPG. Is it based on DnD? No, oh. not really. At least it's in- heavily inspired by Dungeons. And yes, Dragons. but mechanically, it is its own beast entirely. I just love the two E rules, so we need to go and play Baldur's Gate, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, I think we are going to be done here today. Uh, you can see Ryan on Thursdays with more Malcifer uh, on Dyson with Death. You'll There's be able to catch character. Sean and Nick occasionally, sort of sporadically, when we keep playing with Van Helsing and Malachi. <laughs> uh, we probably won't see much of Greg around in a while, unfortunately. Yeah. It's the, the one big regret. But you can always tune in to twitch.tv slash Greg Hansen. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Saturdays at noon, I'm on a show over on his channel, actually. Yeah. You can see Greg and Sean and Anna Sophie from Akuban Nights. And I forget his first name, but Millman, who used to play shenanigans way back in the day. And Greg's brother, who I've never no, met. Not my brother. Uh, my roommate, ex-roommate, who I met in Adventures League, Captain Mel. He does a lot of Dungeons & Dragons-based stuff, like, elsewhere on the internet. Uh, not necessarily Dungeons & Dragons, just role-playing mm-hmm. games in general. Uh, he's known as Captain Mel. And then just, like, my bud from high school, who I've played a lot with Dan. You guys um, looked kind of alike, so I was like, oh, is it Greg's brother? We do. We I think it's a brother. lot alike. We look a lot alike. It's a lot of fun. I have to I have to learn how to juggle being a DM, which I'm very good at at like home, and like all the responsibilities of being a like show producer. There's a lot of plates to juggle, and I think I'm getting better at that, but it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. So that's where you can find all these fun people. If you want to see them again, I hope you do. <laughs> Yeah, and a major thank you to all of the viewers and fans over the years, and all of yeah. the uh, all the other people who contributed their creativity to this campaign. Right? Well, we all, can't. All the great we, art. we absolutely need, need to mention Layla and Chris for their yeah. lovely recaps and their voices yeah. and their contributions to all of those things. You guys have really made this wonderful. You know, it's it's not the same having campaigns without your recaps. They really. They're amazing. We we love you the, and we all thank you. The fan support, like in all ways, made this incredibly special. Right? Like, yeah, it was one of the most interesting and, and enjoyable experiences. Right, uh, just having everybody so uh, involved in it and care about it and produce cool things like art and and voiceovers and all of it is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually almost gonna miss that more than the. Um the show itself i used to love like replying to the, everything in the reddit thread and like talking on discord and stuff like i used that. To, i loved lurking the reddit thread and the discord and not actually participating I, yeah that's, that's basically <laughs> what I, used to be super active and now i just like read them and never respond yeah <laughs> um, just watching all the discussion happen yeah a shout out to ignorance for doing the initial character art for all of the npcs all of the fort people um captain hughes and alicia and elizabeth and david and joseph and mallory oh, right. and all those people um and Matthew for doing the artwork. Matthew Burger Art for all of the artwork, the intro, uh, most of the little bits that came up here and there. Uh, let's see. Oh, God, who made these tokens? Was it 
Was it ignorance or was it square or was it squawker? Maybe I didn't write. Squarey? Squarey did. Did Squarey do the tokens or squawker? Stuff. The boy oh, did some cool cartoons and stuff. I mean, there have been so, oh, yeah. so much oh, awesome. Oh my god, I remember. I, I have one of those lights too. I have it like bookmarked and everything. Oh, I, I love those little those YouTube videos. I didn't yeah, name. Yeah, the point ones. They were great. Yeah, I didn't name my folder with the your your name, so I forgot who did these, and I apologize. But I think it started with an S, and it was Squawker or Squarer or something. I You're amazing. Squ I think it was Squarey. Squarey. I'm Squarey? pretty sure it was Squarey. I think it was Squarey too. Okay, thank you, Squarey, for your tokens. We've used them forever. They were great. Um, what other things did people make? Oh, uh, the Arcadian News Network, which is oh, done right. by Cincy yeah, Omega and McTacky. I think they both work on it. Uh, that's fantastic. Those posts are hilarious and amazing, and I love them. They're the greatest things ever. Hmm. Uh, and to chat for helping me plan things back when we used to plan things. Now we don't plan anymore. <laughs> no, now I don't plan on stream anymore. But now that Frofro's over, I can start doing it again. It'll be fine. It'll be great. And... Yeah, it's been, yeah, this has been oh. awesome to play a campaign with this community. Mm -hmm. right. Thank you to great. Tabletop Audio for the soundtrack to this the whole time, which has just been yeah. amazing. Yeah, okay. yeah, I agree with that as well. And Zoom to having reliable video conferencing <sighs> software. Uh, and yes. if anyone listens to LBC in the UK, I hear adverts for Zoom like 50 times a day on that radio station. I yeah, I love Zoom. I wish there was a way to do group calling with like small groups at not $15 a month because I would buy in on that so fast. Yep. Uh, Before we go, Neil, I, I'm still working on this, but I have my own piece of fun art. All right. You ready for this? It's a poem. Okay. Written from the perspective of William. Okay. From Solwick hailed, I made my way. New friends in tow. They seemed okay. The sea was rough. The ship sailed quick. I could swear that Zaz wanted to see my... At Fulwick we landed, all wood and ice. Some men, some walls. The captain seemed nice. Our first foray into the woods to recover ancient and valuable goods. We found a knoll, his name was Nash. Unfortunately, as friends, we had to smash. An ancient tomb within the rock, a lost jewel, a dying mage, a terrible shock. Bacassa dead, we fled the cave. Yarrow was dying, but we rushed to save. Back to the fort and medical advice, the sergeant operated and saved his life. A fight with yetis far to the south. Atop a mountain, we crawled our way out. Far in the distance, my heart did flutter. At the coast, we spied a man-made structure. That's not how far I've got. Well, very good. That was good, I Nick. Thank that you. Was that was good. so good. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Well, this has been I, a true joy to run and a true joy to I, play with. Ryan. I have uh, a shout out. Uh, thank you, uh, Aaron. Love my life. It's our uh, seventh anniversary today. Aww. She's not listening to this because she hates D and D, but she's super supportive in letting me uh, letting me shout at kobolds. Uh, in the house every Sunday. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Neil. More than most. This has been a joy, and I'm going to miss this on my Sundays. So, yep. uh, see everyone at some unspecified point in the future. Yeah. 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 Thanks we'll for see watching. You. See y'all yeah. on the other side. Next time, Space Cowboy. See you guys.